Hello and welcome to Straight From The Off, a podcast based around the amateur football scene of our fantastic city of Liverpool. I'm Michael Watson and each episode we'll bring to you a local footballer, past or present, who'll share their stories of glory and despair with us on Straight From The Off. So for 2022, the podcast has teamed up with Leduso, who are an activewear clothing brand. They give our listeners 15% off at checkout if you type in SFTO15 on the website. Um, check out the gear, it's great, and you get 15% dizzy just for being a, a listener of the show. Thanks to the lads there for helping us out. So today's episode is sponsored by Fisher Crown Chartered Accountants. They are an established and trusted firm of chartered accountants in Liverpool City Centre. From startup advice to payroll, forecasting and tax for established businesses, Fisher Crown provide the complete accounting solution, joining traditional services and new technology. Thanks very much to them for sponsoring the episode and giving back to Grassroots Footy. Today's episode has been hooked up for me by me pal, and their family, obviously, I've known them for years, and they're, they're an absolutely brilliant family. So, big thanks to Alan Jarvis for that, and welcome to the show, Stephen Wright. Cheers, mate. Nice one for coming in, Steve. Uh, all the way from warm Wales, how, how was it on the way in? Yeah, uh, disgraceful the weather, like. <laughs> Man, it's six outside, we're, sitting, we're both sitting here with colds, mate, but we're getting it done, aren't we? Yeah. Spot on. For the love of the game, innit? Yeah, spot on, mate. Right, so, how we always start it, mate, straight from the off, take it right back to the start. How old were you when you first started playing? Who did you play for, and what team did you support? Yeah, it was about five or six, where I can remember playing in the back garden with me, my cousin Dix, who, who you yeah, know. Dix, who's been on, had his own episode, yeah. Yeah. And, and he did say to me, Reminds him that Steve Iway said he was the better he was the better player as a kid. <laughs> it doesn't matter what, what you are as a kid, Dick, it matters what you are as an adult, mate, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's grown up yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's still <laughs> he's still mentally fourteen, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is. No, it was and, it, and as I say, I used to go go to my nans and, and our dicks would be there and start the game of footy and them and throwing balls or bricks at my head, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do that hard. Um and then just like Johnny King. You know, you know. Remember the Stan Park? Yeah, yeah. Growing up there with a couple of the lads there. Remember the Gary Parr and that just there, and, and then and then Johnny was saying, "Yeah, well, can we try and form a team? Get a get a group of lads there." And that was the first original time. That was around about nine years of age. That we we were set up as transfers. Yeah, transfers. Yeah. So we knew all them. Um, and then, as I say, Johnny King there that moved on. My dad ends up taking over. Uh, we we went to Libra. Remember Libra. I haven't heard of that. No, what? What was that? I think was that, that the team. It was. It was. It was a part of the sponsor. So that was the the sponsor Libra. Yeah. Uh, cars and that. So that that's what why we had to do that. All kits, all new kits and things like what, that. What? Uh, what league was that in, Steve? That was in a uh, the what is what was it called now? It'll be Netherton and Sefton. Yeah, yeah. I think it's changed now, hasn't it? To to Magull and Magull and Lydia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bootle Lidland. Yeah, I think it was that. Yeah, and then the Walt McCarthy one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then obviously South Liverpool's and all that. But yeah, that was that was the start of it. Um, Transpires Libra Crosby Stewie ended up going to as well because they were were proper established club. They were. Yeah, they were. Uh, Obviously, my dad. My dad had, as I say. He didn't want to do it anymore because obviously you you know what happens now. Everyone, all the parents, yeah. you want to get involved. And he, he wasn't just pure he wasn't, he wasn't enjoying it. Um, wanting to go here, wanting to go there. Can we go abroad and all that? So it it didn't didn't take his fancy then. You know what I mean? So and that was it. And as I say, Crosby Stewart were always the ones that Tony Naylor. Yeah. Already, you know Tony, who he, he was always you know if you, if you ever went from here, come and sign for us. 
Um, but we were always, we always had like a good little relationship between them. You know, good, good. Uh, as I say, with with Gozi as well. So they're the three teams that yeah. we were, we were the three teams that, like as I say, uh, were always up there. We always won the league, but we could never win the cup. Never done the double. It was always against Gozi with Alan and Matty Cass and yeah, yeah, players yeah. like that. And then Crosby Stewart with Tosh Ryan, you know what I mean. Yeah. So they they always beat us in the cup. So we we didn't didn't ever win a cup, but we always won the league. Yeah, uh, leagues you're uh, bread and butter. And I was saying this the other week on yeah. the pods that the leagues you're bread and butter, but there's something about winning a cup as like for the, as a as a day out on its own. Yeah, is like a boss feeling. I about remember the leagues, obviously. I remember getting the final. Um, what was the place around the corner from where Alan lives? Where you had the yeah, the, the bowling uh, alley. That was it. Yeah, yeah. The BA. So we always we always in the final there. Eh? Yeah, yeah, and I remember when Crew came in into our league. Yeah, Crew were in the Watford Kirkdale for a bit. Yeah, yeah, they came in and absolutely thrashed everyone. Didn't get beat. Um, players like say David Wright and Kenny Lunt and things like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. was that were you round about the same age as uh, Franny Tierney, or was he a bit, bit older, Fran? Frantini, Frantini, why don't I know? He played for Crew, didn't he? And he was about to sign for Liverpool. And it ended um, up, ended up, didn't end up signing. I think when when Danny Murphy come from Sparrowall, him and him and Tony. Yeah, they were older. They yeah, were older than older. me. Yeah, yeah. Tony. But yeah, it was the, I, that was the last. And I think they they went out of it then. And then obviously I, I went to sign for Crosby Stewart, playing on a on I think Sunday, and then obviously playing for Southport Trinity on a on a Saturday, and yeah. then sat a uh, Sunday afternoon. So I played two games in the day. In the in the one day. In the one day, yeah. No wonder yeah. you're uh, no wonder your knees are goose. They'll be goose by the time you're. Uh... No, it was always all right. I, I, I got away with it. To be fair, knees wise, it was my ankles. Ankles was yeah. it? Yeah. I know it was just just me with the bad knees. Then playing too much footy on concrete and all that. Concrete That's what I used to just one. play, didn't you? Well, that you, was it. You, you were playing the Warby car park was till it was eleven o'clock at night or something on the That's on it. the concrete done in. And that that's what it is. It, it's street football, street football, and you don't see it very often now. I know, yeah, that, that's the, the difference in it, isn't it? But, like, you see these players, don't you? Suarez and all that type of street fo- street footballers like Rooney and, and, and that type of... It's sort of gone from the game now. You can't play in the street. There's that many cars parked out, out there in the street that, well, that they was, can't that have a game of gates or nothing no more, can no. you? Well, that was it. That You know, your mum used to ask you, go get a milk and a loaf and you'd take your football round. Yeah, that, two, was your, that was everything, innit? You had everything ups, in there. Two keep-ups around the shop. Keep-ups, whack a ball out of car. That was that was your, that was your <laughs> fitness, getting a, getting a leg off uh, one of the, uh, the fellas down the road because there's an alarm going off. <laughs> so what, what, um, what primary and, and senior school did you go to then? Primary was uh, Holy Ghost, which got changed to Holy Spirit. Yeah. Did they have a team then, back then? Yeah, we only played couple of games that was in there, in there and it wasn't great as I say there um, and that's obviously where I actually got picked up to, to play for Beetle Boys that side yeah um, obviously the, 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 the senior school was at St Ambrose Barlow which was just yeah. down by Copy Lane there so yeah. we had a couple of players in there that had probably gone on Paul Carden yeah Paul yeah he was a pro wasn't he Acting yeah and all that. Paul Carden um, Lee McEvely yeah. yeah so some of them you know what I mean so it wasn't a bad, yeah, some, good, some good lads. So schoolboy stuff come about. What did you do? Just get in touch with the school, or was it like through your dad? Or yeah, it was it was strange because no one had ever been t- to play for Beetle schools, like Beetle schoolboys from from our school. Yeah, so it was and, like brand new. Yeah, it was brand new. Um, and at that time, there was a lot of talk about me because of obviously the the age I was and getting yeah. into Liverpool at the time as well. And I was a centre midfielder back then. 
um, and then ended up playing right right wing for for Bootle. So that was the only place that did fit me in. It, it, yeah, it was strange, and and obviously the two lads that played centre midfield, you know, some one of them couldn't get into our Sunday league team. So it was we. It was that was just the, what the difference did you see? Because so, some of them in the schoolboys did did. Um, they sort of try and change it on purpose, don't they? If you know what yeah. I mean, you go in and they go, "No, you're you're not a centre mid, you you're a right back." Yeah, yeah. Like just to just to just to, just yeah. to change it and go, "No, I, like this is what I see." Yeah. To sort of show that they know more about footy than. Well, I think it was because the first year the the schoolboys around about ten it was, it was um, I wasn't a, I never got picked. Yeah. Because obviously no one knew me or anything like that. But the, the year after was when we played, but. Um, he had some good games, yeah. So, so for the schoolboys against the likes of Liverpool or the Nosley and that, how did you fare in the competitive wash? Um, it's, it's a small catchment area, really. Bootle, yeah, it, it is. Uh, we well with little boys, we we done really well. We got to um, we got to the final of the, the schoolboys cup against uh, Michael Owen's team. Oh, uh, oh right, D side, yeah. D side, yeah. Who we then played against at, at Goodison Park. So it was the first real sort of. Yeah, like sort of professional type big, game. Big yeah. game, yeah. Um we got B five one like, but 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 obviously that was the first real, you know, of seeing a stadium at that capacity, yeah. you know, yeah. playing on a, it. Was, was, it was, was that your first glimpse of him as well? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well obviously I knew him from, from Liverpool. Yeah. So were you already at Liverpool when when you were playing for Bootle, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about that then, so how did that come about? Yeah, um it was it was you and Macaulay, um I'd, I'd like a, 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 a summer league, you know, at the NAC, never, never an activity yeah. centre. So that was the f- real first sort of inclusion where you had, like, scouts. So he, he'd put you in, a, you know, like, from, from the Sunday leagues, I'd pick probably the better players out of those sort of leagues and end up playing against teams. But that was that was it. And and then, obviously, he'd, he'd sent me in. And as I say, there was a, I think there was a big deal over that, uh, Mr. Mr. Mack and Harry Hodge. Yeah, um, who actually brought me in? But I, I don't. I would never ever know. You know, back then it was. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're not privy to that, are you? No, you, you, you just get asked to go and go. And you? my mum and obviously my dad at the time it was. But so it was he? Was he whilst doing that? Huey was he also? Was he still working for Liverpool at the time when he set up the, the summer league thing? Yeah, well, that was that was the. He was a, he was a scout. Yeah, and and basically that was the first original part where the recruitment side. So. I mean, we do it now at this moment in time, but it was all the better players in one sort of team. Yeah, yeah. And we went round playing, playing, obviously against decent teams, and then yeah. we're coming up against Carras' team. They're two years older, and we got battered. And then we're getting battered at, at the knack. Um Yeah, it was. Uh, he played centre forward. Then I think it was Breeze. He played for. Then. He played for the Breeze. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was the first real recruitment edge that Liverpool because. Back then, it was you know scouts that you knew and you know you'd, you'd see them with the, the coats on. Yeah. But um, you he was he was a part of that because obviously his son coached us at, at Liverpool. Yeah. So himself, Dave Shannon and, and Stevie Iway, but there was only them three. And then obviously you had in the north base was probably Harry Hodge, Mister Mack, and then down south in the south was was other other, other lads, which as I say, a couple of them have passed away now. So yeah. where where was where did you have to go? When when you when Liverpool said like come in training with us, was, was the was it still the Vernon Sangster? Yeah, yeah, the Vernon yeah. Sangster. Um, 
Melwood when it was when it was good to play on there when it was it was nice to the yeah to the summer, summer yeah. um and then we had uh, Little and High just off Stedicks Lane oh, there, that's all right for you then Murder yeah so that was easy but getting there was was a bit tough because mum and dad worked yeah so it was you know you can't do it now it, it was you know I always had to get to Copy Lane you know. You or Dave Shannon or Steve would pick us up and take us into Melbourne yeah, or either. About twenty kids in a car. <laughs> and that's the way it was because you wanted to do it. Yeah. So they thought, well, if he's willing to get to it there, then he's willing to do the work when he gets yeah. to, to where everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So, yeah. You'd, yeah. You'd walk there if you could, wouldn't oh, you? Oh, yeah, no. all day long, all day long. That was so. When you got when you got into Liverpool. Um, who was who was in that age group, or was it was it like a bunched a bunched age group over a couple no, of years? No, it or? was it was it was similar similar age groups, same age groups. It was. I always remember, obviously, um, as I say, the, my age, Stevie Jetard, um, Michael Owen was my age. Who else was Leighton Maxwell? Um, was, it, was he there? Newbie was he there? At that time? Was he a bit was, older? Noobs was a year older than me. Yeah, yeah. So he was in like the little bit of, you know, the. the in between of us and Cara, um, that sort of age. Yeah, Davy Thompson and that. Yeah, we had the uh, Jason Kumas. Yeah, uh, I seen that that photo. Where a, a lot of people put that photo up, don't they? And say yeah. how many of these lads went on to make to go yeah, pro, yeah. and and people miss out Kumas on the photo. Like yeah, they, do. they can't like spot him. It was he was a weird one. He was a strange one because all of a sudden, like Chase was a very good midfielder. Stephen was very good, but he was still tiny, so yeah. he never had that growth spurt. Yeah, so he wasn't like the physical presence that he he become. He was still little. No, he it was only till around about forty when he had that growth spurt. It was a case of Michael Owen was up top. Uh, myself, I I got pu- pushed back to centre half. Yeah, and Stephen was centre midfield with the likes of you know Jason. Um, but he he went off the radar. He didn't enjoy football. He was, um, and then all of a sudden he turned up at Tramia. Yeah. Was he technically good then? Because he was de- te- he was good dribbling yeah. and all that, wasn't he? Like a yeah. uh, bit of a creative, creative midfielder for Trammy, and I went on to have a good career, didn't he? Oh, he's he did. to West Brom, didn't he? West Brom, yeah, yeah, went to West yeah. Brom and in the Prem, played in the Prem. His right? youngsters at at the Liverpool Academy now. Oh, was he? Yeah, 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 yeah. doing really well. And is he still live over that side, Wales? That's that's where he, he was from, wasn't he? Where he from the other side? He Chester, was the Will, yeah, he was the Will, yeah. So him and James Locke and Andy Moran used to come from that that sort of area, yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously you're in there with the likes of Michael Owen and and Steve Gerrard, Kumas, like you've just said. Then how did you find the level yourself coming from like playing for people's school boys and school footy to to going into like a more of a professional environment like that? Yeah, it was, be- it was much better. The, the standard of players become better, you know what I mean? And the high standards that, that Liverpool set and you set yourself, it was, you know, every year got there was better players. So yeah. the older you get, you started knowing players and, you know, getting that ex- you know that kept on, as they should say, yeah. after every year. So what what, what type of um, contact did you sign as, as a kid? Was it like every two years? And no, so it, it was got every year. Like a scholarship year. type thing? Yeah, it was every year. Um, and then... Back then, they used to be able to let you go out and and, and see other clubs. Yeah, because that, that Gerard spoke about it. Then he going to Man U and and uh, also when and Cara was on about going to uh, Lily Shaw and that. Yeah, he well, was saying it's like uh, Steve Ivey was saying, I don't want you to go. I'd yeah. rather you stay here with us. And yeah, it was it was a weird one. Um, myself and Stephen got to the the, the last thirty odd, thirty eight and stuff like that. Yeah, he was delighted. He said it's you know we were gutted. We were gutted. We were actually gutted. But Michael went and Cara went, Jay Cassidy, yeah. those players went. 
but um, it was only for the better of keeping us at Liverpool at the academy that that probably gained us uh, more of an advantage. Yeah, he, he said carried on is when he he come on the pod that when he when he went to Lily Shaw and played against Liverpool, he was throwing like mad tackles in and all that kind of like impression. He was like my head had gone. Yeah, couldn't, I couldn't like couldn't get my head around playing against Liverpool yeah. for. England, so to speak, for the, for the yeah, uh, weird because that, you, you were playing against some of your players like Michael Owen. We played against Michael Owen, you know what I mean? So yeah, weird, yeah, must must have been weird that. So then, um, on a year to year basis, well, how are you? Yeah, year to year basis, it was, um, and I always it was always you know go and go and have that month. Let us know whether what you want to do. I think it was in within the, the, obviously the rights of whatever happened back then. Uh, it doesn't happen now. Because you're contracted to Liverpool, yeah. if they want to sign you again, they you've got first refusal. So what what would happen to other clubs around, sort of more around the area? Would say come in with us for a couple well, of weeks. I always or? went to Everton. Yeah, growing up as an Evertonian. Yeah. So when when you'd go into who was who was at that age group at, at Everton then? So at that age group, um, Michael Ball, Jamie Milligan, um, Danny yeah. Kadamatri, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Franny Jeffers the year below. Jevo, Phil Jevons. Phil Jevons. Yeah, yeah Jevo's at yeah. my age, yeah. Um so what was it like going from like one to the other? When was that just to basically keep your options options open or or was that to say like you know, all your eggs all your eggs are in one basket with the pool? Was it to just yeah, go and experience it or, or d- would you never consider I, going? I th- I think there was opportunities. Listen, Everton always wanted me to go there. So yeah. Everton always asked me, you know what I mean? So it was it was not like one of them where yeah, come on, you know what I mean? So I was a scouser coming through Liverpool, you know what I mean? Yeah. They always knew that I was an Evertonian. Yeah. So they decided to pl- plan yeah, yeah, that. As yeah, use that to yeah, the advantage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and everyone asked me to this day, well, why didn't you? Why didn't you? I said, well, well basically from, from that time, and I know a lot of young players got into Everton's first team quicker, and maybe that might have happened for me, but Liverpool was... It, it, it always always felt... That it was more professional, yeah. If you know what I mean, and a lot that's of no people disrespect. Say, no, a lot of people say that, don't they? Yeah, and that's no disrespect to Everton. Um, like you had Neil Juicenip and all that there, the coaches and that. But they always wanted to do it. They always wanted to sign you, and they wanted to offer you this, that, and the other. And it was, it didn't really fit right. And I think my mum and dad always. I yeah. don't. I can't even remember what my mum and dad said, but I, I always remember them asking me. I said, "What team?" I said, "It was it's after. I want to go back to the pool and sign." Yeah. What was Dixie saying about that? <laughs> well, we all know Dixie anyway. I, I, as I say, all half my family are Evertonians, half are Liverpoolians, and it, it is what it is. You know, growing up as you know in the eighties, with you know, me, me uncle was a big part of it. Me dad being an Evertonian, and Everton were a good, a good team. You know what I mean? FA Cup. I think they were in FA Cup four FA Cups, lost three, like one against Watford, but that was it. Going, I always remember going a game. Um, the upper Bullens and the Gladys Street and that, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, um, I've had early parts of my career at Liverpool because the way it works now is we we always you always used to have you you had to be given your own kit where they've got their own all Liverpool everything's yeah, yeah. everything's yeah. kitted out now. You had to wear your own kit, and I was never Tony. It was a little bit frowned upon coming in with an Everton kit on all the time. Um, so I had to wear like the Germany kit and the Scotland kit. I'll yeah. show you some pictures and everything. Yeah. So them ones. Um, Italian 90 gear and all that, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that, it, it was strange, you know, when we wore the actual Liverpool kit to play teams. I wore the Everton one underneath. Yeah. So, that's yeah. mad, isn't it? That sounds sort of like Java that when we had to wear the Everton kit once you <laughs> bought it. You bought it. You bought it. 
what, what would you hire and safety stickers over the Everton badge because he didn't want to wear it himself. Yeah. But I, I always laugh when I when I see the picture of Dixie in that candy kit. The, like yeah. the red candy kit and, and just just in a Liverpool kit, something just things just look weird, don't they? It's 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 a part of life. He was there for 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 that that reason. You know what I mean? And yeah. obviously, he never went on to 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 anything further. But he had the, he he's had the chance more than most people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and the, and obviously the the ability to go and do it. So so then nearing you the middle of your teenage years and and you're open. You know, you've got the chance to be a professional footballer, but how does it sort of pan out when you you've, it comes to the either was it a YTS then, or was it was it just changed into the, the uh, sort yeah. of like the, the scholar? Yeah, well, obviously coming through scholar, it was the YTS scheme back yeah. then. Yeah. Um, so that's sixteen to eighteen. So that's that's pretty much the time where almost you knew that you know I've got a chance here. Yeah. So that was obviously going back to obviously the the, the Everton kit. Um, obviously Roy Evans and. At the time, it was about ninety-four. Steve Iway asked me to come and have a meeting. Just said, "Listen, it's you may have a chance to play for our first team." It was a little bit frowned upon, but what you're doing yeah. uh, in the roundabout way, and and ever since then, it was it stuck with me that you know someone saying that you could play in our first team. Yeah. So, is that the first time you thought I've got a chance here? Yeah, yeah. because he, that that's obviously the coach, or he was the the first team manager at the time. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Or well, coach, but but that's the way it was. That's how it worked. If someone said to you that of that stature at Liverpool, like to Sammy Lees and things like that, Steve Iways, Phil Thompson, if they said that you've got a chance to, you know, to play for the first team, then that's that must stick in your head. And I, and I think it did for me. And ever since then, I think it was from every year onwards, you know, we started getting better uh, and then realising, you know, the, the group that we were with, um, that you shone a little bit more, you were, you, you were the go-to person. Uh, or persons like myself, Stephen and, and Michael, and Michael, you know, was probably the prime for me and Stephen to that pathway and seeing Jamie Carrer and yeah. and Fowler and Don Matteo and Stephen McManaman, and, yeah. you know, that pathway was always there for us. But Michael, because he was in the same age group as us, that just spared us on even more. But was he just like beyond beyond belief how good he was yeah. at that at that point of yeah, like he, a teenager? He, yeah, he was frighteningly quick. It, it, you just couldn't stop him. He, he was he was unplayable, at, you know, for at times. And that's I think Steve Iways has, has said like he's the only one that he's thought from an early age. Yeah, that, could, that, could put his house on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so then yeah, it comes to your uh, professional deal. When when do you start getting sorts of? Involved around the first team. When when do you when do you feel sort of you know part of the the squad? Yeah, it was um, it was when the academy actually first got built. Myself and Stephen were, were were a big part of that, and Steve I went wanted us to stay down there as for as long as possible because we we played games and then obviously uh, the the new inclusion of Gerard Hooley because of um, Roy Evans didn't yeah. really fit in that, but. That was sort of the season where you know we want these two guys up here. Well, what was that like for you? The uh, the sort of joint manager. It wasn't really there at that time, so yeah. we we were still like in and around the A team and B team and the resis and that. But I remember it coming out when we were I think we was away with England. We seen it on on TV, man. We had set up. Yeah, that so you know it had probably never been done before or what you know what I mean so I think maybe they were just starting to edge out obviously the the boot sort of boot room staff but yeah. but then again they've brought in Tomo which 
you know, yeah, it was a throwback, really. Get rid of one to bring another one in, which yeah, but yeah, it was it was a strange one at first. But as I say, he brought all his own people in Gerard, and he was a big part of my, you know, going forward. Yeah. He was a he was a bit of a father figure in, in in early stages, and you know, taught me a lot of a lot of things. And so, what, what was it as like? Um sort of abrupt as what they said where he just went right this is what we do now in terms of like yeah. professionalism yeah. and, and yeah. or or you know like more foreign methods yeah well um as i say the, the england lads like said redknapp and all that had come back and they'd say about um arson wenger you know no tomato ketchup all this yeah, yeah. you know tablets you know, pretty much three four five tablets a day and mm. you know pasta and instead of chips or you know things like that it was it 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 got done more professional in professional ways because we still had that stigma of being the the Spice Boys, yeah. you know, from earlier earlier on the ninety five, ninety six sort of era. So, yeah, it was, um, and he just got it as professional as it was. You know, could could you see some of the older lads sort of struggle with that? Obviously, yeah. it might have been easier for you as a youngster because yeah. that's all. Oh, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. But the older lads, yeah, you could see the older lads didn't like it, yeah, and 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 you could see them getting. Laid off the next yeah, couple of yeah. months. Just because they in their head they think, well, we've been successful doing it this way for yeah. twenty years. Why yeah. should we change? But everyone was changing, weren't they? You know. Yeah, you had to change. I think you. I think you had to evolve, and and the way Arsenal were doing at the time, I think everyone was starting to go down that route as well. So, being more professional in the way that you do your day to day job. You know, Gary Neville speak about it quite a lot, but he says Ferguson basically said, right, the drinking culture and all that. This, it's got to stop That's now, and he, he's saying like that they'd stopped eighteen months before, like Liverpool lads or whatever. You know the, the way they get sort of unfairly labelled as the uh, the Spice Boys era, but the professionalism it was through the likes of the French yeah. coaches, wasn't it? Who come in or, or the Italians at, at the time? I think I think the class of player as well. Yeah, I think as I say, United with Cantona, and I think he was a big part of that as well, wasn't he, for for so long Ferguson. But it was the, the the sort of players that were getting introduced into Liverpool wasn't the norm. It wasn't like British players or yeah. Norwegians. It was it was you know it was really different cultures. We had like Rigobert Song from, from yeah. the Africans, and um, it was Sammy Apia from Finland. So different parts of the world. Um, Swiss with Stefan Enschel, yeah. Germans with. Battle and Ziga. Yeah, so it was changing. He, um, when I had Billy Kenny on last week, from the, he played in that derby at 19, and when I read out both teams, there was only um, there was only two who were who weren't British in the in the two two of the teams, Everton and Liverpool. So what there was year only was that? 93. So it was the first it was yeah. the or oh, 92 it was the first um Premier League derby. So it was the first derby yeah. the Premier League area and there was only Rosenthal and someone, I think it was Torben Picknick, who yeah. weren't British, the rest of them were Scottish, English, Irish. And then move on forward for five years. Yeah, a couple of years, and then there's, there's obviously an influx then, isn't there? So as a young player, with hopes of getting in the first team, yeah. when they start buying in these players from, you know, Scandinavians or whatever, you're like, fuck's sake, another yeah. sign another one here, I want to get my, when's yeah, my chance was, coming? It was tough, listen, it, some of the players that he brought in, like to Babel and 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 Didi Aman, were were a massive help to me because obviously of what they'd done in their yeah. careers, and they helped you, which you know they don't need to, but you know you're a young lad trying to make a you know a living there and a living at Liverpool Football Club, yeah. you know what I mean? Not not a small club, it's Liverpool yeah. Football Club. 
but but that was the biggest part for me. You know, those those big players like Fowler, even Carrick. I mean, no one. And I've never really said this about Carrick, but he was he was an idol. We got sat down, and um, I think Jamie just just made it into the first team. And they usually have like on a Friday, they play against the. Uh, uh, the team that's playing on a Saturday or a Sunday, whatever, and against the lads that the stiffs they call it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. That are not going to play or not in the squad. The stiffs, out of order, that it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the way. That's what it was. And we, Steve Iwe got us sat down. I think I, I can't remember who was there, but I know Stephen was there. And obviously, Steve Iwe go listen, watch the sort of players that you're gonna, you could be overtaking. And um, Stephen got was like the uh, Paul Inson and Redknapp. Look at them too, you know. And he he'd said to me about uh, Jamie Carragher. I went two years older than me, and I didn't get it at the time. But a couple of years later, I went. I knew why, because he gave everything on that football pitch. Yeah, and he was a big part of it. Even even when I I actually went into the first team, he was a massive help. He did, he wouldn't have known it, but he was because he was he drove me on. Yeah, you probably you probably didn't. Um, although you played similar positions, you probably yeah. didn't look at you as as rivals for the for the position, wouldn't he? Because because if you'd go in, in at right back, he was playing yeah. centre half or defensive well, midfield or left back. He played a lot left well, back. Well, that was it. You know, well, in a, in a way, we sort of were. You know what I mean? We were pretty similar sort of players as right yeah. back. You know what I mean? Right back or left back? It was, and we were fighting because Stefan Encho and Sammy appeared for. Three four years, yeah, were nailed on. Yeah. yeah, they were unplaceable. Un, you know, a babble was nailed on money. Babble, what a player. Yeah, until he had obviously. Yeah, that Gillian Bar, Gillian Yeah, yeah. and then obviously we had younger players coming in like Jimmy Traor and, and yeah. Gregory Vignell. Yeah, so it was it was it was a tough time, but you wanted to work and you wanted it. You know what I mean? But but again, obviously, I was probably fighting. We, we probably can for for that probably the yeah. the place when he when he was on a couple of weeks ago Alan Navarro he said the, yeah. the, the the chance sort of come up and it was like you and him vying for the spec and he yeah. said he he obviously lost out to you but he was saying they the chances like a couple of injuries or whatever and then someone's got to be ready to step in there and he said there was like two of us going for it yeah. and he said it was either going to be me or Steve and and then he said Steve got the nod and then he sort of established himself then whereas then. The chance had gone for him, if you know yeah. what I mean. Well, Alan, Alan pretty much was a right back, but he was sentiment fit. He was, he was like probably me. It's like what Cara says, like you know, you, you get reverted from, yeah, yeah. from where he got reverted. He was centre forward, centre yeah. midfield, and then he's right, a right yeah. back. But I, I, I was a centre half more than what I was a right back. But when you get the chance and the opportunity, oh to yeah, play, you're playing anyway. You're going to play anyway. Yeah. But Alan sort of had that right back's position he played I know he played centre midfield a few times in the resines and things like that but Alan was a, a, a more of a right back but it, it listen it, it is what it is you, you've got to do it it's and and, and I think I'd left as well just as as he was coming into because I know Alan was a year below me but again yeah so what, what was your first um, involvement involvement playing for the first team then was, was it friendlies <laughs> yeah. or yeah, it was a uh, it was a big night away um, in Celta Vigo. Yeah, yeah, in the Champions League. So it was that that me and Stephen got called up just to was that that when that Carpen put yeah. done us in Valerie Carpen and uh, who was the other fella? Oh, there was two of them who just yeah. tore us apart, mate. In the game. I can't remember. I actually because me and Stephen covered every blade of grass when we were just warming up. Yeah, <laughs> Goose. Yeah, Goose so up. we we only got t- taken over there to to just enjoy it and, and be a part of it and then a couple of injuries later I think 
Papsi and uh, Jason McAteer, or one of them got to go somewhere else. I think it was uh, got a niggle, and then we were both on the on the on the bench, and we were like, "This is it. Yeah, we've got to make the most of this." And obviously, you know what happened to Stephen. Then it was nearly he nearly got on, nearly got on. I think, yeah. What what uh, who, who was it? Who, who uh, didn't someone get injured and he was about to come on but never come on? Yeah, I think they went with. I don't know if someone was already playing. I can't remember what it was. Or they went with someone else. Like it, it, it was a bit of a blur because it was just, you know, you you go there and you go. This is this is the start yeah. of obviously what we've always wanted to get to from like nine years of age, ten years of age. What well, what prepares you for sort of travelling away with the first team European? Not like, do, do, do you say what what do I do here? You know, what, do I have to bring well, me passports and stick it in a bag yeah, or what? We'll, we'll, wash bag? Well, all, all coming through that sort of academy, sort of, well, it was a school of excellence back then, coming through that, that prepares you. So you're in and around. On the coaches and all that, like, travelling yeah. So So that dressing room environment, you know, you sort of, Working out yourselves, where you know, bloody hell, it's it's a tough, tough place. Yeah. And as I say, Steve, I and Yui and Dave and Sammy Lee always, you know, you weren't. If you were good enough, then you had to see that environment in that when they're in that dressing room. So they they only knew when you were ready to go in that first team dressing room. Yeah, if yeah. you know what I mean. It must have been mad as a youngster, like going to. Like going away to like Spain and uh, so who did he room you up with then? Would he put a youngster with a with an older head just to? F- no, it wasn't. Well, it, at first it wasn't me and Stephen room together. I mean, I think the the safeguarding issues now. I think you you know what I mean. It's, yeah. but I think we we well I know we room together anyway. So, and then further on it was different. Say room with I'd see Kirky when he come in and Gary Mack. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Lucky you never got stuck in a room with Diddy or off off his off his head mates oh, around the bend in money. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it was that, that was just the way it was. It, you know that that sort of life c- coming through the academy stroke um, school of excellence that prepared you. Yeah. That was that was what it was. That was your. Did it feel like a natural sort of transition for, for those for those that made it? I think it was because of the pathway of what we'd seen before, and yeah. you know, obviously the likes of. Karen and David Tomo and Jay Cass. And you've been away with England as well, hadn't you? At new yeah. level as well, so yeah. So that was it as well. So we that sort of set you up yeah. at that stage, yeah. So then the first time that you actually played, what was that like for you? Obviously a big uh, yeah, a big massive. moment for the family and it was, it was it was away at Stoke the eight eight one was it? Yeah, eight one, what a game. So come was. on, half time for the Marcus Babel. So how come half time? I don't know. I think we we battered them, and that was foul. Some foul score five in that yeah. game. I think for, yeah, I don't know. I think couple of us come on. I think Richie Partridge got on that game yeah, as well yeah. in front of me. If I can remember, there's big hopes of Richie made that back then. Like yeah, uh, yeah. You know yeah. what? Round, there was like a buzz around him and Michael Owen, wasn't there? Sort of yeah, there was. Time. He got him over from uh, who did he play for in Ireland? What, yeah. what was the team he played for? Him and Paul Amara came from there, didn't he? Um. What happened to him, Omara? Where did he go? Don't no, he never. Did he did he go pro? No, no, no. He was a left back. Uh, I think there was there was a couple of decent left backs at the time, and and just like rapids, man. He just used to leave yeah. people, didn't he? And it, but he sort of stayed the same size, didn't he? Yeah, um, yeah. He was a strange one, to say, but but that's life. That's football. Yeah, know, it's, yeah. 
everyone develops a different sort of yeah. ages and, and sizes and all that. Yeah. So, they, so, so back to that Stoke game coming on at half time, what did they say to just, just get changed and coming on at half time? Yeah, yeah. That so was it. That you was don't it. expect it. Usually, youngsters don't come on at half time, do they? It's last last five or or last ten minutes or whatever. Yeah. So you get a bit of time to get out there and warm up and sort of take it Yeah, in, that's or? what it was. I think on the way in, I think was Sammy Lee said, listen, uh, you're coming on. So I think there was two or three of us maybe coming on. And that's what it, that's all it was. So yeah. come on for Babel fullback. How, how did you sort of find it? I know, obviously, you're probably not going to get a better game to, to yeah, we were. come into, are you, in terms of like pressure? Yeah, the Stoke were in the Stoke of when Tony Pugh, yeah, Tony Pugh had them. Um, they were still a decent team, but I remember Graham Kavanagh yeah, yeah. Uh, played for him. He was a bit of an arcade shit, money, or like played, he used to battle people, didn't he? Played with Cav uh, uh, later on when he was at Sunderland. Yeah, he was Good an international lad. one, he? Irish, yeah. Irish international one. Yeah. yeah, Good lad. Uh, I told you can remember and them, their players. So, sort of playing them for the for the first team, getting an appearance, is that is that like a. A, b- a box tick now. Let's see what I can. Let's see what I can do. What, what, how, yeah. what longevity is yeah. going to be there? I or? think. He, yeah. After that, it was you know sign you know contracts and yeah. agents and getting you in 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 and around them and you asking for things because obviously that the hype is around you and and that's what it was. It was signing contracts and you know you're obviously doing well if you're signing contracts yeah. after contracts. Yeah. How did you find that sort of having an agent and things like that? Was it just Obviously, a lad from Bootle, aren't you? He just loves footy, but what yeah. was it? Was it weird? Like, or, or was that just what you thought? Not, not, uh, yeah, it was that's all progression pathway. Yeah, it was. It was. We we got pushed to it very early on. Like, uh, me and Stephen were, were with um, Redknapp's brother um, yeah. for, for the year, and it didn't really work out that way. And then Stephen went with his, and I went with mine, and. That was when obviously they'd look after us, you know, whatever we need and things like that. It was that was a part of it, and you know, you couldn't go in and you know sign a contract without them being there, and it was just natural progression. Yeah. Um, so obviously you knew you were doing well if the clubs coming to your agent going, listen, um, we want you to sign another contract. So, so what what was the length of contract you signed it then? It was straight straight after it. Um, the YTS was eighteen. It was a three-year contract, um, and then once I started, obviously making more appearances and being, you know, doing what I was doing, and obviously the international with them, eighteen and twenty-ones, it starts to become five years and then five years and then five years. So it's it was it, you, you sort of knew where you you were, and I always say it because scousers, you know, you know the the owners and things like that just think you want to be there because you're a scouser and you yeah, yeah, play, yeah. yeah. You I can, mean, you can feel we probably bit. got a we, we we probably all got a raw. Well, I wouldn't say raw deal. Yeah, but everyone says it. Don't it, it was never it was never in me in me mind anyway. I just wanted to play football. It was I've never been a money orientated player anyway. It was it was listen. Jack had always it was my agent Steve Horner. He uh, he always said, listen, he, do you want anything? And it was no. I said, I think the next year was the one where I said, listen, I'd like a house. So he, he, I never got him going in. And he said, Stephen, good news and bad news. So I've got your house, but your mum and dad are going to run it because of the digs right outside Anfield Road. So the lads that come over from Wales and Ireland or faraway places, that's my mum could look after them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, well, you know, it's worked out well. You know, my dad was at the time, he was he was the, the like a physio stroke masseuse at the time who then went into the... Being a kit man, yeah. So he'd already had a role at the club anyway, 
And then obviously Steve Iway thought, well, I know Steve and I know his dad, you know what I mean? I know Sander, obviously. And yeah, I know the family, so yeah. Basically, it was... It wasn't like a distrust. For them, but yeah, yeah, it, it was trust. really, it was a big trust thing. And my mum gaining a job, you yeah. know what I mean, as well. So that 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 was it. That was, that was it. So he said, you're not getting your house, but you're getting house on... It was, it was one on one side. Uh, we'd have one side of the house and then in, in Anfield Road and then the, the lads who were in the digs had the other side of the road, yeah. their house. Well, without naming names, what, what was some of the, the mad stuff that people had asked for? I remember reading that. Gaz had asked for a, a lake when he yeah. said, I want a lake with loads of fishing. And he went, all right, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've never, I don't think I got to that level where I was, you know, I could ask for anything I wanted, you know what I mean? But you, you do hear stories. But but that was never me. It was it was something like, you know, Jack Dunn, he said, Yeah, this is this, this and this and I he said, Are you happy with it? And I go, Yeah. That was all that was, you know, I was I was an easy sort of Yeah, the main to, the main thing is just the security, the length of contract and it that's that's what That's you, probably yeah. I, I, that's what I'd go to say later on in your life, you know, when you're coming to near the end and it's it, you're only getting year contracts or you're getting yeah. plays you play and things like that. But yeah, they had the likes of um Ryan Lowen or Kev Ellison and that they were saying basically they'd, they'd uh, in the lower leagues they'd have to walk away from a contract to go and just sign a one year somewhere and he'd have to move the family down on a one year and then they'd have to move they were moving all around the country with yeah. no real um, security of longevity of, of a contract they would just go and sort of ye- like year on year so I suppose yeah. security and led the contract at an early age is, is Probably what's most important. Yeah, it was. It was. It was like when I signed for Sunderland. It was a five-year contract, but because of going down early on in 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 my tenure there, it was a year after we went down and the, the club were in a bit of disarray. You know what I mean? They couldn't handle from being a Premier League coming out of the into the Championship. So they asked us to take like uh, pay cuts and things like that, which I did over a number of years and. And and they they offered obviously another year and two years on top of that because you'd done that and helped the club out. Yeah, yeah. Which it was fine by me. So you know, and I know a, a number of players left the club because they didn't want to do that. After that, it was it you were scurrying around because so many injuries and things like that. You'd have to you'd have to go to. I remember after Coventry, I had, I had like a couple of games before signing for Brentford, just to show that I was fit enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like they're not they're not willing to take the risk without guarantee of of what exactly. they're, what they're getting. They can't, can they? They can't, and that was where it. I actually seen football was going back then. You know, yeah, the difference in yeah. in in a club like Liverpool yeah. to like what you said then Coventry, Brentford, or whatever. So let's go back to Liverpool. And obviously, you're playing in in the team with the likes of Fowler, Redknapp. What what was that like for you as as a youngster? It was it was scary just being on the same pitch. People go out. Oh, the fans and stuff like that. I so said you you don't notice the fans unless you, you you're losing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's 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 Sunderland probably more so there. But when you're winning, the the with you, and and when you're coming out to obviously Champions League nights at, at Liverpool, which were the best nights, the European nights, you know, you come out and just see that and the hairs on the back of your neck, you know, with the the uh, you'll never walk alone. Yeah, but those players had all done it. You know what I mean? And you're playing on the same pitch, so you would almost you you know you. You were in the same sort of boat as them, so it was just it was just how you were, your individual person. How how do you play in that game? You know, make a couple of good passes and you know get it under control. Don't let the man beat you early on. Things like that get your confidence up and yeah. 
and that's all he used to say. So tell us about the uh, 2001 season then when you obviously you had a, a good run in the side and, and it, was it Phil Thompson who, who basically said, Look, I want you in my team, I, you know, I, I need you or... Yeah, it was... It, well, it wasn't Tom. It was it, at the time. It was it was, it was Gerard, but Gerard went was going through a bad time with his health, um, and obviously Tom took the helm and, and sort of played me in a f- quite a few games when he yeah. when he when he got into the. Do you think he, he he saw himself in you a little bit? No, quite possibly. Yeah. Well, well, a fellow scouser, you know what I mean. He can he can trust players like that. Yeah. So that was that was that was major for me. That you know what I mean and. I, listen, I, I don't know what went on in the background. I don't know how much you know. Gerard from from far, far in the hospital had yeah, a, a lot of say. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know, or whether it was down to Tomo. You know, it was it was a weird scenario. Which I played most of my games under him. Which I felt well, he was he was picking the team. Yeah. So what what was it like being sort of an established player and and getting games week in week out? Do you think at that point you just think, well, well, this is me. Like, yeah, do you think you, that's me forever? That, that, you that's do. It, no? you, you, and football's a harsh, harsh place. You know what I mean? It was. I always remember getting sent off, um, away to Charlton, on on a Saturday. Was a Saturday? I think it was Saturday or Sunday. And we had a Champions League game on the Tuesday or Wednesday. So me being me, you know, it's it, one of those things. I, I let my team down, and my teammates. And when you're in that scenario, back in the, the dressing room, no one really speaks to you. Because you've let, let, let yeah, you just want the feelings to be known without without screaming. And yeah, and, and even back then, still, I was still the young lad, and I was still putting you know all the kit back in 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 the bag and helping, like I said, uh, Sammy Lee out and Tomo and and uh, Joe Corrigan with with all that the kit and that. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I was still doing that, and I wouldn't speak, and like the lads would go, you know, get your head out of it. There's another, you know, you're training tomorrow, so there's another game. You know what I mean? It's coming up, you can. And and it came up ever so quickly. I I didn't think I'd be anywhere near, and and then ended up starting in the Champions League game against Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. And and then, as I say, everyone knew what happened there. So, from so c- coming from Saturday's game for being so low, yeah, with the my teammates down, yeah. the disappointment. That's not even forty dollars. Yeah. The difference in the and a that's week, how it can change. Low. It can change in a, in a week, and that's what it was. And then there I am there scoring in Champions League in Jens Lehmann and. To take us through to the last sixteen. So what? What was uh, What was that like? I can't even imagine what that, uh, what that was, feels like. Yeah, we'd, as I say, I think no few of my mates that, that I'd spoken to a week before, and he said, "What, what would you do if you scored a goal?" I said, "At the cup." I said, "Try and jump in." <laughs> Shut up. So <laughs> that's what I've tried. But as you can see on some of the pitches, I think Fowler's got older me. And he said, "You're not going in there." Yeah. You can't, and, and you that's can't what do it that. was. You can't, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. It's you, you. just don't know until you're in that scenario. Yeah. What, what's it like as, obviously, a, a scouser playing for Liverpool? I know, I know you said as a kid you supported Everton, but coming out of Anfield, Champions League music playing, yeah. is it hard to control your emotions? I don't know. I was, I was always, I wasn't bad. You know what I mean? I didn't, didn't feel anything. You know what I mean? I, I think you get little butterflies, but they're the, they're the good butterflies that you want. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. You, it was always that that like would be good, in your head, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't. Be, I'd, I would never be. I, I know I've seen players. I mean, as I say, uh, Hanson was always hated, didn't he? he? Used to hate going out, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. You know from stories that he tells. But that was it. I, I, I didn't really feel the nerves until you know get that first ta- challenge in or tackle, 
and then that was it. You just forget everything. It just just becomes natural. Do you feel like it? Um, do you feel like the pressure that I'm more interested in you than when you you know, yeah, you, you, score, you get a goal in the Champions yeah. League and and uh, are people like trying to get in touch with you and want you to yeah. do this and want you to do that and yeah. uh, how how do you deal with that by knowing things and and, and everyone else you know like said Karen and Stevie the, how they speak and how they talk because we never got any lessons to do what we do it was it was just natural it become natural and. You had to deal with it. We never got taught how to to go on interview or anything like that. Yeah, no, like proper media training. Yeah, or anything like yeah. That. Well, it's yeah. Bad, isn't it? So then, when the time comes to to leave Liverpool, how tough a decision was that? Was it was it to do with opportunities or you know a new contract? Or clubs interested in you elsewhere? No, it was we. Well, I just had me probably best season playing. I think eleven or twelve games in the first team, and then uh, going away to pre season. Um, I've, and then on the way back, uh, getting off the plane from I think Switzerland it was. Um, uh, Gerard Uli wanted me to come down the bus. I said Stephen, um, the club have accepted the fee from Sunderland. I went, what does that mean? Because I'd just signed cause within a year. I'd signed two five-year contracts within a year. You know what I mean? The year before, so it was a it was a it was a strange one really. Um, and then obviously my dad was on the on the on the bus, and I, I said. Did you hear that? He went, yeah. I said, but what do we do? So he said, just ask him on the way off. I didn't know what, you know, I'd, I, all I've known is is Liverpool Football Club. So he said, come see me tomorrow in my office after training or before training. So, yeah, so sat down and um, it was it was a case of, obviously, um, Abel Zavi coming in. Yeah. From from uh, over the road from Everton. So um, sat, sat there in front of him and he just said, obviously, um, I said, listen, I know I'm at a football club, but I, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to, like, obviously, guarantee, I don't want to be guaranteed a first-team place, but I want to be known that, I'm, you know, I want to fight for it. He said, Stephen, he said, that's down to you. He said, you've got to go away and speak to your aid and said, do you want it? I said, no. So, obviously, come out of the, the come out of the, uh, the office and I uh, spoke to my agent. He said, yeah, he said, um, we can go and see what the, their offer or what, what they're offering or what we can, you know, come back to Liverpool and see what they say. But he said, they've only accepted it and that, that's all. And it was it was mad because obviously Reedy had been watching him and Aidan Ether had always come down and watched the Resi games and over the years. And they said they just put a, a stupid bid in. They didn't think it'd get accepted. So we'd spoken to them and uh, we were on our way up there. And on the way up, there was a number of football clubs uh, on the way that had, that had called Jack on the way um, and even when we got up there Chris Coleman at Fulham yeah. um, Newcastle at the time Everton it was probably the only one that I probably couldn't have gone for there that I didn't, th- didn't think Chelsea John Terry had rang me in the car so having a good relationship when we, we were coming through as young 18 year olds and, and uh, yeah he just said listen he, he doesn't like Mario Melchior and the Tinkerman wants you I was like yeah, um, I'm just on my way up to Sunderland. She said, "Well, don't sign anything until we speak, until we get it spoke." So I spoke to my agents about it. It was like, "All right." So sat down with Peter Reid, who was, as we know, coming through as an Evertonian, was one of yeah. my idols as as yeah. a youngster. Um, and soon just sat sat there and spoke to him. It was a case of me. He was going, "Listen, I want you, want you get it done, get it sorted." So he said, basically. You're fit. You start. I was like, 
I've never been told this. I never, you know, this is in the Premier League, yeah. the best league in the world. He said, "You start. You can have Beards Hass's apartment, who Swiss international. Yeah. Number two, you can have a shirt. You can have his car. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm hearing all these things that I'd never ever been given before. So, how how important is that to feel like someone goes, "No, you're you're my man." Yeah, it, it, honestly, well, it, it all brings all 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 for what you do in your life back and what you're doing it for and the enjoyment and all right, Liverpool have accepted the fee, but they don't want you to go at the same time. You know, I, I, I didn't know because it was it was one of them things, but someone were actually wanting you, yeah, yeah, and feel want wanted. You know what I mean? And that was the first time, the initial time that I, I experienced that. And being with a person that I thought I knew, you know, with Reedy, and I was just like, "Listen, get it done." And he was like, "These are these are these 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 will be in your contract." So I said, "If you're guaranteeing me a first team opportunity, so obviously we'd gone back to Liverpool and said, you know, that there, you know, is is there any any chance for me to to obviously because this is what these have offered and, and this and I haven't gone back and gone, listen, I want guarantees to play for Liverpool football club, no way in a million years, but you know." Abel Xavier, he was on the other side of 30, you know what I mean, at the time, I think. I was like, well, surely, you know, I mean a little bit more than to, to this football club and him. And that was no disrespect to, to Abel, you know what I mean? It was, it was just the way I felt at the time. Um, and he said, and who at the time said, no, he's going to he's gonna play ahead of you. Yeah. Best thing you ever done was score on his debut, that was it, wasn't it? Yeah. Shite after that. Well, that's, that, was, that, was, that was a way I Ipswich that, and I played... Left back because Cara was suspended, and I knew, I knew what was going to happen the the week after, because Cara had come back in, and then because he'd scored, you had to leave him in. Oh, yeah, no, I, I I was I was classed as the young lad, always the young lad. So I, I remember, I can't remember who it was I was speaking to. I think we were in the Orries, and it was an Evertonian. He said he backed Abel Xavier to score first for Everton every game. All season, and then he signed for Liverpool. He never backed him. He scored. <laughs> he said, "Fucking prick!" He said, "Prick!" I was laughing to myself. Typical. Lad. So, so then you've gone up to Sunderland. They've they've told you obviously not what you wanted here, but they've gone right. This is this is what this is what we're offering you. We want you. Yeah. And then you've 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 made that decision. Spoke to Liverpool and said, "Okay, let, let's uh, let's go." What what's it like, sort of? I know you'd had a couple of loans of crew, hadn't you? But that yeah. was like obviously local or, yeah. or fairly local. What was it like, sort of moving, moving completely out of the city? And it was, it was, it was I didn't really feel it. it you know, as I say, I'm not a, a homer. I love my family and things like that. But you've got to do what you got to do for yourself. And if you if someone's offering you the the, the chance to play first team football every time, um. You've got to do it. You've got to give it a go, um, and it was the, you know, it was one of the hardest decisions I had, I, I actually ever made in me in my career. But I'd done it, done it for the the best of obviously what I thought was right at the time. Um, because listen, in hindsight, if if I waited another six months, you know, Abel Zavi was was you know was gone. You know what I mean? They didn't like him and things like that for what I was I was hearing and you know. I've, I've not not got any regrets about it. You know what I mean. I'd I'd, I'd like more f- maybe from Liverpool at that time to say, listen, no, or you know, go a bit more or whatever. Have a little bit of a fight over me a little bit. I, I thought, but 
it didn't. So it made my decision a little bit easier to do that. But as again, you know, it, it, I, I see football now as a business and that, that was the first time I saw that as a business, yeah. you know. I'm a young lad coming through, you know, not paid anything for me, but they're getting, you know, could get three million pounds, which I think they got in the end. You know what I mean? Initial start of I think one point five to rise to two to two and a half to three. So you know, for for that for for a young lad coming through the academy and getting three million pounds at that time, wow, yeah. that's one of them, isn't it? If they just if the Liverpool had signed you for three million, yeah, they probably wouldn't have sold you no, for three million. Yeah, you know probably what I mean? quite just possibly, because yeah. they look at it as not yeah. free money because of what they've invested the time yeah. and effort that they've invested in obviously trading yeah but yeah. if they'd have paid for you yeah. they'd have gone nah I'm not taking I'm not accepting that yeah, yeah. so what was it like going into a completely new club training and things like that at, at Sunderland brilliant at the time um, I knew obviously year before they'd had a bit of a uh, stink of finishing I think uh, six, six bottom I think at the time but before that they'd been they had two top uh, ten finishes yeah um, players that were there, Kev Phillips, Niall Quinn, um, Gav McCann, really good players. Yeah. Um, Jockey Bjorkland, Bob Zee, who I knew, um, Jason McAteer, who I knew. So it was a bit of a, a home from home, you know what I mean? Known some of the players, like Gav McCann, wherever, and then that. And remember, remember the game when Sunderland gave Liverpool the runner out to kill Ban, just fucking took the piss out yeah. of us. I remember seeing you in the audience and went, fucking hell, kill Ban. And you went, oh, mate, what a player he is. Yeah, he just he can't, was. like, he just couldn't sort of put off, it together week in, week out. Off that move, he went to Everton. Yeah. Off that, yeah. Because yeah. I think I remember, because I didn't get to play against Liverpool at home, I was suspended. Um, and I think that was then, that was it. Yeah, I remember giving the runner out. Had an absolute worldy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that, that, that happens every Goal, now and again. Yeah. That worldies from other yeah. teams. It, it was nil nil. I think it was. Yeah. They beat us at home. That was the day before. The day before uh, Daniel, my first son, was, was born. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. It's mad. That all sort of like line, lines up in it. Yeah, it is. So, what was it like, sort of playing against Liverpool then? Strange. It was. It was actually strange, but. But you wanna you wanna put up the best fight that you've got, you know what yeah. I mean? Because obviously that's where you come through, that's where you lay in your trade. And you didn't want to let them down. Didn't want to let Sunderland down because as I say, the time that we, we, we wasn't doing too good at the time. Um because I think it was only fourteen games into uh my tenure with Reedy, he got the bullet. Yeah. So it was a bit yeah, for, for, who for, took over after him? Was it the, was uh, Steve Cottrell and Howard Wilkinson. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then they didn't do too well, and then we were with Mick McCarthy. Yeah, who never won a game in the Premier League. That was that one. Oh, hell, Mick McCarthy. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was he like, Mick McCarthy? Sam? Mick was brilliant with me. He won me one of. I, I go to say a really good manager for me. He, he, he got a group of players, obviously, because you know Premier League, and they, they couldn't afford. Because as I said. When when we were coming in, it was they were buying some decent players. You know, Marcus Stewart at the time, Tor Andre Flo, myself, yeah. um, Matty Piper from Leicester, young lad coming through. Um, so it was basically they owned everything. They owned the training ground. They owned the, the ground. So it was that's the way it was. But once they, you know, they, they were having a bad time in the Premier League. Well, once you give out them Premier League contracts and drop out of the Prem, it's yeah. hard, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And 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 they knew about it because they had. Big hitters there, like to Kev Phillips and that, yeah. um, Mickey Gray, Gav McCann, um, Jace, Babsy, you know what I mean? So all those sorts of players that they'd brought in had to go. 
even though I was one of them myself, but obviously taking a pay cut to do it, to earn it back in years to come, you know, worked well a little bit. But, you know, he was he was begging, borrowing, stealing Mick McCarthy, you know what I mean? And, you know, some of the players originally when he first brought in, I just thought, wow, are we ever going to get out of this league? And it wasn't. The group of players that he, he, he had, he installed, instilled them with, you know, a belief. Yeah. We weren't the best group of players that had, you know what I mean? But we were the best all, team. Yeah, in the same, yeah, all, all working in the same all, direction. And yeah. that was probably my best year. I'd, I'd played, I think, over 40 odd games and I did get a couple of suspensions, like, yeah, I think I got 10, 11 yellow cards as well that year. It's not like you, was it? No, no, no. But that was my best year as a as a uh, as a professional footballer. You know, going going further on in the future, like niggles and injuries. But it was a winning mentality. We had it. We we had a loser mentality. Um, we got, as I say, the, the year before. Obviously, uh, the year before that, obviously Mick came in last. I think ten game nine, ten games of the, the Premier League, never won. Then I had to to go through. I think we got beat against Palace in the playoffs. First, yeah, I think it was that one, and then the year after was when he, you know, yeah. we done really well. Uh, how did it sort of? How does that stack up? Like winning the championship as opposed to like do you wait for cup final and things like that? Is it? Is it all? Is it all just as good as it? it, it it's as good as as anything as as winning anything. You know what I mean? I I was a winner and and I wanted to win at everything, but I think that was a big part because of where we'd come. Where the actual club had come from, yeah. you know what I mean, and 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 Mick getting a group of lads that were probably in not so much way as good at the clubs that they were at, but they they weren't playing, and you know he brought them in and and just sort of said, "Listen, boys, I will do everything off the pitch for you as long as you do it on the pitch," and a group of players that actually, you know, done really well. You know, the, the, that was probably the season as well when we'd come up against the likes of Millwall in the semi-final. Yeah. Um, and got beat, um, which was a tough one. Um, but yeah, it was it was, it was, was all good. Was that the, the uh, year United won it when Ronaldo scored? Yeah. yeah. And Kyle was playing for Millwall, Kyle, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 Well, he's down here. There's some of your questions on that there. Yeah, he was a good player then. So you won the championship twice, didn't you? Yeah. Going, winning the championship twice. Obviously, then the, the 2001 season and, and a couple of uh, medals under your belt. Is it, like I said before, and then years later, the FA trophy and stuff like that? Is is it all, is, is every sort of trophy just as, you know, important? It, every Everything, because th- this is what you work for. Yeah. And, and my dream as a, as when we when we started this was five, six year old, seven. Sort of eight year old and you know starting starting like your first team with transfers. My dream was to play in 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 at Wembley. Yeah. So coming towards me end of my career at thirty four years of age playing at for Wrexham in the FA Trophy, I got to got to live that dream. Yeah, boss, boss. There's lo- loads of lads who've been on this who've who've played yeah. at Wembley. In the trophy order of ours, and just say it's like it's like some of the the most yeah. special days that they've ever had in the life. We'll, we'll look at us when because obviously the the old the, the Wembley got sucked down, and you know when, in two thousand one yeah. when we wondered where where to go because we were in yeah. Cardiff. Yeah, I don't know what I, I think. I, who was I sat next to in Cardiff? I don't think I was next to Dave Jarvell, but I was round about that the little gang. Yeah, and I was next to the Heskey's brother, by Phil Neal. 
Ja. Wat er nog wel weer ender op de Michel voor. Ja, we moesten ja, we moesten short hem wel zo'n meer. Hij ended up in 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 en aan die wives and girlfriends, brothers, brothers and cousins and all that somewhere along the line. Ik denk dat zeggen dat we got back them days one. Yeah, pas me, pas pas times. So then after Sunderland Coventry, no Stoke. Stoke do on loan. Yeah, I went I went on loan to Stoke. Um me obviously Mick McCarthy left. Uh, the club were going through a bit of a rough time. I'd, I'd been through probably my worst time in my career having the injuries that I had. Yeah. Um, when you're going through that as a player, does it does that feel you know like I said before when you're in the team, it feels like it's going to last forever. When you're injured, yeah. does that feel is it the same? Does that feel like it's, you're going to be it's, injured it, forever? It's, yeah. It's a it's a weird it's a weird place that you, you you go to. You know what I mean? It's as I said to you before, you, you don't know where you are. As I say, one day. To the next because yeah. listen, getting sent off and then playing in the Champions League, but then two days later you're injured. You could yeah. be out for six yeah. months. You know what I mean? So that's it, it. It football, you know, everyone says like it, it's a lot to do with luck. You know what I mean? With, with the you know the, yeah, the time, team, that, time, and time it. and luck. You know the the, the coaches that you you coaching, uh, the the managers that you you with. They mightn't like it. I say Roy Keane came in, um, and I was I was injured at the time, um, and. And Roy, I'd, I'd had the conversation with Roy face to face and said, "Listen, he, he liked me. He liked who I was, and you know the, the times at Liverpool and you know Man yeah. said like, you know, said want you to get yourself fit. So that was what, what, what it was. He said it was, it was training and training was getting a little bit mundane and I was getting a little bit ratty and you know trying to top plays and train. But he said, "Listen, get out on loan and go and show me, go and prove." And that's what it was. Tony Pulis took me down there and. And that was the year they went up, yeah. um, but obviously only playing till Christmas. A um, couple of weeks before Christmas, gash me head. Um, I think four minutes into injury time against uh, against Watford at home, and um, I never played for two three weeks. But but Stoke wanted to sign me, so Stoke wanted to do a deal. Um, Roy Keane said no, want him back. So I said no, I'm not going back. Did you know this is my livelihood? I've got. I've got six months left on my contract. These are off me three and a half years. Um, and he went, no, you, you, you're going to be a, a, a player, you know, a, a new player for me. So I want you to come back and fight. So yeah. when, you know, that that's the pressures that everyone's under, isn't it? Yeah. He's under pressure for his role, yeah. and he's like, no, he can he can help me in the club. I need him. But then you're yeah. looking at it like my contract's running out. Yeah, security with Stoke, you yeah. want me? Yeah. Everyone's sort of. Pulling in different directions, aren't yeah. they? But for this, but to make sure that they're going to be all right, if you know what I mean. It's a, it's a, it's a weird, selfish. Yeah, it is. Game, and that, it? That's Fussy. that's a, it's a ruthless business. Yeah, it is. Have. Not a lot of people know, but but it is until you hear stories on here. You know what I mean? From yeah. what the lads have ex- experienced. But but it was and and, and it, two days went past, and, and I think it was Boxing Day. I think it was what we played, but we were away from home, and then I wasn't in the squad. So I said to Tony, what, what, what's going on there? You want to sign me? But, and then I found out that they were looking at Andy Griffin, who was at Newcastle right back. So I knew then. So so I went to my agent and said, listen, get this deal done, you know, as soon as. But obviously they, we'd, we'd obviously, well, Roy Keane and Sunderland dug their heels in. They wanted me back. So that was, I had to go back 1st of January. Yeah. And uh the FA, you know, the, the third round, the FA Cups, when when you know the first weekend, so we we were back training, got went back training, um, all the lads, yeah, let's say 
there, Dwight York and Andy Cole and all those. It's you know, right, he's a new player for us, he's been there, he's he's doing well. And I and he Roy'd been there to see me a few times and, you know, watched it. He said, Listen, he's gonna be a, a vital player for us. So I thought, okay, fight for it, you know, could get another year, two years. Um and then come Saturday, uh, I thought nailed on, you know what I mean? I wasn't even in the squad. Yeah. So I just thought you've brought me back to do that. So you left you know, you you're messing with people's livelihoods here. So that's that's the first initial time when I had a bit of a a bust up with him. Um and that's the way it was. It was yeah. So then you've got not even six months left then, have you? Six months and that and that was it. Um I never played from under Roy. We were training, we had a group of players where he'd brought all his new players in. They always they come back because he had quite a few injuries, they started coming back and then it was a case of playing reserve football and you know, and as I say it was every now and again I'd get on the bench, wouldn't get on. Um and then it was like that. It was just I'd never tried to give him anything to, to have a go at me because I know what he was like. You know, I was always first in you know, last out. You know, yeah, yeah. No, you didn't want to feed into No, no, the, I didn't want to get into that. Yeah. You know, and that's the way I was and all right, it, it, it hurt, it hurt a lot because the first team are over one side and you're over with the lads that he obviously doesn't want. So, you know After doing a lot for the club as well though. Yeah, and that's that's it. You know, you get get set like a piece of meat in, in the end and that's that's the business side. Yeah. You know, and, or a manager that likes it or doesn't like it or does like it, you know what I mean? So so did the contact run out and did you go to Coventry or did they have to buy yeah, it? Yeah, it was weird. It was it came about um I was in the house with, with my now wife Sarah and I got a phone call from the, the PR that uh, who was Royce. He said, um, listen, three lads haven't got on the bus. he uh, doesn't want them there and he said yourself, um two of the lads come down. And this was looting away. This was the final game of the season. We we were gonna win the league. Um, I was like, he's just doing that just to piss me off. To be honest with you, um, I just I was like, ah, yeah, he's you know, just bringing me down just for the sake of it. So ended up, I, do you know what? I didn't even bring me shinies. I I brought me boots, and that was it. I had to go back for the boots uh, to to Sunderland. Um, never even brought me shinies because I knew, I just thought, nah, he's he's doing it on purpose. Um, on the way down, Kenny Cunningham as well yeah. came with me. He was like. That's just, that's just Roy, you know what I mean? He played with him with Ireland. I was like, he's just trying to make a point, you know what I mean? This his final curtain call on you, you know what I mean? To say two one, you know what I mean? Turned up on the on the morning, got to the to the to the hotel, obviously, and I was that. Yeah, start shit. We ever get any shit from? You know what I mean? That that's just you know we all see Roy as as, as you know on the TV, and, and I know it was his first sort of initial. Um, managerial role, but to do that, you know what I mean. I just lost all respect a little bit for him. But yeah, it was it was it was a mad one. So after not playing for a while, how did you fare in the game? Um, I was breathing, yeah. but, I, but we won. I think five one on, on the day. I think it was I played next to Johnny uh, Johnny Evans, young lad from from Man United who's yeah. who's on loan. Um, yeah, it was just I remember remember playing. It was just. What I do, you play football. You know, it's what you do best. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you just thought with with obviously playing reserve footy and not playing that much going in there, you might have like a bit of pent up 
we've got to smash yeah. them on or something just just yeah, for the yeah. uh, just yeah. for the sake of it. I mean, you know, like was, a tackle anyway. But I was, I was. Uh, that's what I've always wanted to show him that, and I think that's what I'd done. You know what I mean? I wasn't going to show him that. I, I, you know, I was tired or anything like that because that's what yeah, I've always up, wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I want to be professional and and I want to do this the way I think is right. Yeah. Um, and it was good stuff. So then Coventry, who, who was the guy for Coventry then when you first went there? Kiss Coleman. Coleman, yeah. So he'd obviously wanted you to Fulham previous. Yeah. So that, that's another sort of good thing, isn't it, where somebody who's been after you a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. It was that was just that was a weird one as well. Obviously, we were we were away with uh, Dave at uh, uh, Javo, big Javo, yeah. uh, in his in his wedding, and then I got the co- phone call actually when we were in Greece. Um, they want you to come in and come down and train. So spent pre season with them. Um, and soon as I was there, a couple of days, he said, "Listen, we love you. We want you. So get the deal done." So it took from forty minutes before the first game. Was that how close it, it was? Yeah, yeah. So they had everything done. We had we had everything sorted, um, wages, things like that. And then they they kept on putting it off. And we were in. I remember we were in the um, the hotel, and the agent was down. We said, "We need to get this sorted." So we were still the night before, still two well, what's and that, What's it like as like a family? That that like oh, it's, you know, it's just going on, it's going like, and, and you're thinking, what the fuck? What's the I'm, what's the I'm speaking to the manager and the staff, and they're like, well, it's an easy one. You know what I mean? It's it's done. It's you're, you're saying what you want, and I've said yeah, and the next minute you you going back on your word and saying, oh no, we're going to go this and. And it was there was loads of stuff going on in the background with the club, though. Where did yeah, when like, they lost the ground and all that? Yeah, so. it was Ray Ranson who was the owner at the time, and yeah, he was a bit weird. And um, and I was like, well, What am I doing here? So Gaff was like, Well, you're getting changed, you're starting. It's like, I haven't even signed, yeah. <laughs> so I had to, <laughs> I, I haven't had even to, eligible, yeah, yeah. It, it, it came to an hour before the game. I'm, I'm walking out of the stadium, I'm, I've walked out of the stadium, and Mich- uh, Steve Keane. To come and uh, and get me and said, "Listen, the deal's done." No way. And then you could just go back, go and then because you want, right want yeah, that's it. That, that's how mad it was. And first ever time ever ever experienced anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's mad. So, so they want you, but they want you for peanuts, and you're like, "Well, I've you, you've I've come down from where you want." You know, I'm not. You know, and that was the first original time where I thought I have to look after myself here. At that age, and I was well, I was only twenty eight at the time. Yeah, where you've where you you realised, okay, yeah, yeah, you realise. Listen, this is this is like a yeah. like a game of chess. This footy, it it's, is it's yeah. proper moody, you know. Yeah, it is, and that and that was the fierceness of time where I went, wow, and I've never had to do that. It was always been to me agent going, yeah, because he'd say, listen, this is what they're offering you, this is this and this, and I go, yeah, I've never had to like go, what's going on? So uh, how long before he made you skipper? Then you you, you put the skipper then he's yeah um, skipper there is as I say a couple of young lads left. Um, I think it was the original thought he wanted to have me a skipper there. And we had Clinton Morrison there as well. He was a big, you know, big character. Player. Yeah, yeah. And, he could uh, play a bit, couldn't he as well? Clinton Morrison was a good player. <coughs> Clinton was really good. As, as I say, he, he was probably. Yeah, was a year older than me, yeah. So he had a he had a couple of injuries, but he still could play. I would, I would have thought that. L- looking at him then, you would never have thought he'd be on Sky, would you? No, no like, way in a million years. Uh, on that, that no type, way. That, uh, well, the soccer Saturday type thing, it was like, no. Because I remember 
when we played Palace and he was giving it all out about Michael Owen had, had to score them chances yeah. and all that and then he missed the shit he missed the shit at an Anfield no, Owen got two I think yeah I that was that was put up or what he said on, on the yeah. wall lap before we went out so yeah, not surprised he got his comeuppance so. who else was there then at, at Coventry um, Dan Fox young yeah, 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 yeah he went to went on to Celtic um, Scott Dan yeah Scott Dan yeah, yeah. he had a boss career and he Scott Scotty yeah young lad um, who else was there uh, Jordan Henderson come, oh, so, yeah, yeah, on loan, yeah, on loan from that was the first, yeah. So he was a part of it. Uh, Leon Best, yeah, uh, Guillaume Bougelin, who's French lad, who's really good. Aaron Gunnarsson, yeah, uh, Jay Tab. So you're a few few lads who went on to play in the Premier League. Good, then, yeah, we had a, we had a really good year that that year. I think where did we get to? We played um, Portsmouth, Portsmouth in the in the uh, in the FA Cup again. That was. I'd scored an own goal in the last minute or so, and then Sarah was pregnant with me, second child, Tom, in the snow. Um, got abused. Nightmares all down there, that, isn't it? And then we went down there and won, and then we had Chelsea at home. Yeah. So, good good games, good games. So, after after Coventry, where was the next Coventry, uh, I, I actually, yeah, Coventry, it was, it was a strange sort of place. I was, I, we were in, in Balsall Common there, lovely place. Um, I was training in a school, be right behind. So I'd do me, be doing me running. And, um, I remember the times coming and doing a piece, and that was when I first seen how football and where football were, were going. Obviously, you know, t- some people just, you know, usually they'd, they'd ask, "What's what's right? He like what's he like? Is he a good lad?" You know what I mean? It was, it wasn't that anymore. It was how many games you played. Yeah, yeah. How's your injuries? You know, and that was the sort. There's no risks. Couldn't take any risks. No, risk, no, and and that was it. Um, usually, people just ask you, "Oh, what's right?" Like you know, good lad. It, yeah, yeah it good used to, to be. Yeah, would you give it all and say it? Yeah, yeah, no problem. You go for Does he live for, like, for yeah. you? Yeah, is he a good lad in the in the dressing room? Yeah, great to have. You know what I mean? That was it. Was it was down then to how many games you played? Why yeah. didn't you play in this game? What was this? What was that? Injury records and all that. They want to see your uh, yeah. your medical history and all that. Yeah, that's that. That was the first side of that side. Yeah. Right. So what was? Did you go to Brentford on on loan initially, or did you? Just... I went. I was training at MK Dons. Oh right, yeah. Who was who was the gaffer there then? So uh, Carl. Oh yes, yeah. So Robo, he was Carl, there, Robo. yeah. So so Didi Amman was there, so as well. So um, did you know Carl from Liverpool? I knew, I knew of him. Yeah, knew, knew yeah. Him, yeah. but Carl like said like let's get your, get your ass down here um, and and our owner like um, is it Winkleman isn't it? Yeah. I'm not sure. No. Um, so I I trained there for I think it was about two, six weeks or about two months. It was, it was weird because they wanted to do the deal again. They wanted to do it, but obviously the, the owner I think it was Winkleman uh, were going through a bad time I think with his wife or his mum or his dad one, one or the other didn't really want to commit to something um, and yeah I played a few games um, not for that it was just for the, like the resi in there or sorry in-house games it was yeah like behind the clothes yeah doors, like. um, and that was it and then all of a sudden like Robbo was going can't can't do it so I said Robbo we'll have to go um, yeah they can't weep now yeah they can't go. yeah so so like Brentford were, were willing to like say, listen, come down and play a game uh, at Leighton Orient in the Resies. Do well, we, we'll go from there. And that was all I had. I had to do it. Stayed in the hotel like before. Shot down straight away in London, in Leighton Orient. It was, um, and Brentford played Leighton Orient Resies. 
um, and uh, Andy Scott at the time, um, who was the manager, half time went, oh, sign you, sign you, lad, you're done. So I said, you're done deal. I said, yeah, we want, we want. So he said, I'll give you another 25 minutes. I said, no, I'll just keep us on as long as possible. I want get, to get a little bit of the fitness. And that was that. Sign for them. It's mad, isn't it? How, how like, some can drag out for ages and then others can go. I suppose it's the relationship between the manager and the, and the club yeah. half the time, and it all yeah, the finances, the finances. Yeah, the finances. The finances were really good at the time because they had a, a million, a multi-millionaire that wants to buy um, Watford at the time, and they looked at him and went, "No, no, no chance." But he went to buy Brentford. And he worked, it worked out better for him. So that was that when Brentford was sorted on the up and coming, just as, just on the start. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, and then Andy Scott gets gets the bullet and. Mark Warburton comes in. Oh yeah, yeah. So I remember signing the contract of obviously uh, I think it was fourteen games you play. You earn another lump sum of money or whatever, or it goes up and things like that. So I got to thirteen games and I was stuck on thirteen games. The, the, the amount of times <laughs> I've heard that on this podcast, where they've changed, Michael yeah. Ball said the same at yeah. Rangers, yeah. played another game, they'd have to give yeah. Everton so much yeah, so. Yeah. Then it triggered something in his contract, and yeah. he was just like, "And I said, and that's it's wrong, it. nobody. It's wrong. Well, well, don't put it in if you if you're not willing yeah. to 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 go with it." Um, and I, I said to him, "Listen, I want to play. I just want to play." And he weren't accepting it. So obviously, they, they know that you want they want you out. And that was probably the toughest time in my life, as in being away from the family. So yeah, yeah. Having the two kids and Sarah, and just having a you know a newborn and. Having to travel all the way down south from from obviously um, I was Birmingham at the time. Is that is that the furthest away you've been? Yeah, away from the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, we still had the house there, and I was staying in a hotel, or I'd have to drive down and train and then see, come it, back. See, up it's, and, it's hard mentally, isn't it? That for people don't see it, that, that side of footy, do they? No, I mean, listen, I've always I've always accepted that side. If I'm playing, but if I'm not playing, so you you made to look scapegoat, so they're, they're just dragging you in for the sake of it. And, I, and listen, my head, the way I always was, as I said to you with Roy Keane, it was don't give anyone the chance to have a go at you. Yeah, it's a bad man. Yeah, yeah, being professional. Listen, I was always always there, always last in first, or like not first, but last out, and you know, I'd train well, so I'd never give them anything. Yeah. Never give them anything to to have a go at me like that. So then on my list here now, Hartlepool. Yeah, uh, we still had our house up in um, between Durham um, and Sunderland there, so it was classed as Hartlepool where we where we were, um, on like the borders, we, we'd still had that. Um, it just, as I say, no one, no one rented in the end. So we, we moved back up and um, I went to, to train with Hartlepool yeah. and then done well with them pre-season and then they wanted to sign me so it's done a six month six month contract but when you go into the likes of Hartlepool you're like Steve Knight to play, play for Liverpool and you know, play for Sunderland on the championship yeah. is, it, is it like can you yeah. tell like younger players are a bit like an yeah. argy is that yeah. is that, ar- is that them, ours or so, yeah like, well some some of them come up to you and go like they're in Aurie and you go and I'm, an, I'm a, a normal human being yeah I'm just one of them yeah but I'm, I'm, yeah and that's and I always that like if, if a lot of a lot of people that do know me and have played with me and worked with me and have worked around me, that's, that's all as I am. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's that's just the way it was. But it was a, it was a strange sort of sort of place there as well. They weren't training at the, the normal venue. It was it was like the, the the university, Durham University. So it wasn't too far 
So I ended up getting like a six month contract there. Um, and then six months, I said we'll give you a year or two year contract. So, all right, yeah. Manager just goes again and new manager, new manager doesn't want you. It's, yeah, it's like you said, time, isn't it? Time and that's, and that's it. And that's the way it was. It was, and that's what the way I thought it went the, the, the last end of my career. And then obviously back to it. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a weird sort of place. And then, um, I had the chance and the opportunity to go to Preston. Right. So came down, trained a couple of days. It was the the manager that came in from um done his own window clean business down south. So he he'd asked me down and he was travelling in and he was one of those doing all that psychology and all this he's, he's looking me up and down. What and what year was this? This was this was two thousand and twelve ish. Twelve. Yeah. So the likes of like Mellor and that were there then? Mellor was there. Or was he there? Mellor yeah. was injured. So this is the reason, obviously. Story of his career, isn't it? Yeah. Poor lot. So, yeah. So that that was it. It was um, trained, done really well. I was signed. They wanted me to get done. So I played with, obviously, Bailey Wright, who's just played, you know, yeah, being yeah. in the World Cup. So yeah. Sunderland. And that was, you know, two rights, centre-half. It was, it, was it, was, it was unbelievable what we had to do. On the training, the training that I, um, Graham Wesley, that's the fella. Graham Wesley. He was, he yeah, he's self-made millionaire and all things like that. And that's that's what he, he went through. Um, he was travelling up on the train from from down south. I always remember coming in, train in the morning. I think Mel, Mel was like, right, he said, how the, how the fuck are you here? He said, he is a wrong one. I went, who? Said, Wesley, like I said. Oh, I, said, I need a, I need a club, you know what I mean. So done really well. Went there in the morning, um, and we were doing. We'd gone to the, the ground. Then we're going to the ground, and he said, "Listen, pitch runs." So this was his, his assistant, Marmory. Remember him? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'd done Southport. Yeah. So he was like, "Yeah." So he was like, "Hey, you coming here to to piss around?" Or I went, "Yeah, but you're asking me to play." I said, "I'm 32 years of age." I said. I do that before a game. I am going to break. And he goes, get it done. I was like, oh, here we go here. So 10 pitch runs before an actual game. And you're, you're thinking, I know, <coughs> I know me body, yeah. I know what yeah, and, and that's what it was. It's not as if you're, like, you're a young kid who just can't be asked. Yeah, and I, and I was never like that as a person. And, and You know what I mean? It was just, I think they were trying to, I don't know whether they were trying to break me or whatever. It was just, yeah, it was a weird sort of place. And ends up playing the game. Done really well. Got to the end. Next minute, ten pitch runs. What's going on here? So I've done the pitch runs, but I didn't do them to the max that I could do. So I thought that's it. Going in, get a shower. So he said, lads, so this is when I seen Graham Wesley come in and goes up in the gym. See you in ten minutes. And this is now what? This is one o'clock, close to two o'clock. I hadn't had nothing to eat since breakfast. Just played a game, done twenty pitch runs, and he goes get in here. We're doing like all these mad things. So he wanted to break it as a person. So he was going through that psychology thing. Yeah. You know, doing like 20, 40, like, you know, push ups and things like that. And babies and all yeah, that. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, oh, I got through it. I, I don't know. I think I got through it because there was a chance of me signing and, and listen, Preston at the time, a really good team. And, you know, yeah, it's local. Yeah, it's yeah. Local to the f- they've been brilliant. They've been perfect for me. The year, maybe two years, you get out of it. So, yeah. So, Perfect. So gone and done all that. Went back, and then we're having food, and it's at like three, four o'clock. 
Um, so we said, lads, group of players that are on the list to go out, train in the afternoon. I was on that list. There was eight of us. So another, another hour and 20 minutes. Trained. An all day. Sound like an all day. This. And this was, yeah. This is what you do when you're a kid, you know what I mean? And the academies and things like that. I don't think they'd, they'd go that extreme, but it was like 1v1s, 2v2s, 3v3s. And I was like, wow. This can't be what he does every day. And most of the lads were like, this is what he does. I said, how? He said, he wants you fit. I was like, no way in a million years. So I thought, listen, in my head, he's going to he's gonna break too many players and they're all going to be injured and he's going to get the sack, you know what I mean? If I get a year or two year contract, I'll probably see him out, see him through. That's me in my head thinking yeah, yeah. this. So, that's comes on, to that's me. That's he's got, you know, Yeah, it has. And, and and that was it. And comes back to me later on. Um, and then the next day, uh, come back, good night's sleep, uh, another game. Yeah. Said, but it wasn't wasn't as long. This was two half an hours. So played with Bailey right, and he was. This was t- looking towards the game now. So this is like everyone in the process for the game for working to Saturday, and this was what this was the Thursday. So yeah, so he said, listen. After he pulled me, and went, want to sign you? Want to get it done? This is this needs to be done. So spoke to me agent Jack and um, the club. It was it was starting to get there. So. Gone back to, to get our food and all that. It started snowing. So the snow prolonged the deal. So we said, this could be off the weekend. So I never got the deal done. And he was trying to keep me there until the Monday, Tuesday, to, to train, go again, train again all week to, to have the, the following week. And I just went, no, you'd either sign me now or I'm gone. Had me in his room and just looked me up and down. I was See, like, you're doing all this, you don't, you're, not, you're not even... You're not even on a contact eye, you don't even play no, for them, do you? No, And that was it. He, 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 all, all like the, 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 the lads that were on the way out, um, Clark Carlisles and yeah, players yeah. like that, they were all, they all wanted to leave because of him and they were on decent contracts. So obviously myself coming in said, he just started looking me up and down. And, what are you looking at? He said, what, what's your deal? What's, what, what, why are you here? I said, well, I'm here for a reason because I see football the way it goes. He said, it's not that, is it? He said, you, you, it's something else. I said, well, what is it? You tell me then what you think. He said, well, you're, you're, you're an ex-player or has been at this moment in time. And I looked at him and went, who are you fucking talking to? He said, I've got respect for you. Have a little bit of respect for me. And he was like, he was he was, he was working, trying to work me out, trying to figure me out. And I was like, listen, are we getting this deal done or not? He said, I'll have to go back to the... the the, the chairman, chief exec, and, and that was it. I'd, 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 spoke, I'd looked at Melvin and gone, listen, I'm off. I'd do, I had to go, I had to leave before me head. Was <laughs> just trying to push your buttons? Yeah, to see what he gets, like, yeah. And, and, and listen, if it never snowed that Thursday, I'd have probably played on Saturday being signed again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Probably ends up in jail for doing a minute. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, but, but in my head, my head thinking, I'll oversee, I'll, I'll, I'll outdo him. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, that, that was that was that. Ended up going back, and I, I think I got home, and, and Mel Mel's new um, Billy Barr, who'd who'd worked at the club, uh, who was at Wrexham with uh, Andy Morell, and he'd rang and gone, "Listen, mate," he said, "There's an opportunity. Would you come down?" I said, "Listen, mate," I said, "Told them all what had happened." I said, "Get me a deal on the table, and then I'll come." So within the space of an hour, got it all sorted. He said, "Listen, we want you to come." I think it was a. Uh, it was in the February, end of February it was. So we had 11, 12 games. And obviously that's the time when Fleetwood were doing well with Jamie Vardy. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so ended up playing on the ten of the last eleven games um, for Wrexham. Um, but they had the deal done so quickly. That, that's the difference, isn't it? <laughs> Get, getting it done where you can just go in and feel comfortable and go right. That this is me yeah, now for, the, was, for the next however long. Yeah, listen, it was it was in the national league, which is now in the national league. It was the, the conference back then? It was it was a step down, lowest than that I'd ever been. But I'd, at that point, I just said to my missus, I, "I just want to play football. I want, I want to. I just want to love playing football again." Yeah, and all the trials and tribulations yeah, and yeah. everything that goes with it. Yeah. The, the amount of footballers you fall out of love with footy. Yeah, it was probably only one time when and probably Steve Cotton and Wilkinson came in, um, some of that sort of era. Um we were we were doing shadow, don't know what we were doing actually. And then we're going out it, we we were in the old training ground and no balls were out, but there was a pitch set up. I was like, What's going on here? And I knew obviously um uh, Howard Wilkinson from the under eighteens and in the twenty ones and stuff like that, and he was a he was a strange character, same sort of man. Then you know we we were doing shadow play eleven v eleven without any ball. So yeah, we were we were we were in till from. from Is everyone just like wanting to start laughing? Yeah, well, <laughs> we, 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 we had we man had on, man on. Oh, honestly, God, right? It was I think it was Gav McCann done a done an overhead kick from twenty five yards out, and then he just said stop, and then we went in. <laughs> Because we were going to kill someone or hurt something, um, but yeah, we, we had times um, the we we had we, we were in from like nine in the morning. We we, we had this company come in like um, like in a circle. We were in circles, you know. Tell the next person that what he does good. Tell the the, the player to your left what he does bad, and then switch it round and all that. Like meant to be team bonding. Yeah, I don't think it was team bonding. It was just uh, yeah, it was just messing with your head and and um, coming in and it like everyone got a table place on a table with your name on and like a big massive dull plasticine and then some fella coming out of nowhere saying listen this is what you're going to be figuring out so you're working towards Saturday you're, you're working towards Saturday's game try and put that uh, sort of plasticine into a, what you're going to be doing on the weekend so I always sit, sit next to the um, Laughing my head off, I couldn't. And I never just drew, like putting like a stick man and a and a football and a goal. <laughs> stick man. <laughs> but I, I I had the jockey Bjorkland next to me, and I could not stop laughing because he'd done himself sitting on the bench. I do. <laughs> <laughs> that got me, and that and that was it. But that I'd say that was probably my worst worst. T- like yeah, and I probably like I didn't like football yeah. for for like a. Four or five months. But well, then you, you, you're back. Then Mick McCarthy yeah. came in, yeah. And then you're back playing at Nexham and joining yeah. again. And then all you get your last hurrah with yeah. it, uh, a Wembley show, a Wembley, uh, yeah. a day out at Wembley. So uh, when you realise this, this is on the horizon, are you sort of, um, are you feeling good physically in that when, it, when you're playing for them? Yeah, I, I came in round about that time. Um, I think it was only a week later after, after being with Preston. And I was still training, I'd still go and do my runs and things like that. So yeah, um, and they were in the midst of, of you know, being they, they were like a point off Fleetwood. So last last eleven game it was to and fro and um never playing every game and you'd just be watching you, you know, they were two down and next minute he'd scored two in the in the space of eighty ninth minute and ninety yeah. first. That was that was what you had to put up with. Um but actually 
the love for for that for the football club because because a former obviously player from for Liverpool was was Joey Jones yeah, there Joey and Jones, yeah. what a what a man what a person you know um, that was there and you know spoke he spoke highly of and I I he's pretty much my mentor going into the the coaching sort of route but uh, yeah it was weird times you know missing out just you know one point having the the highest second you know what I mean in that in that. In the in the national league as it was the points total for second. Yeah, I, I had uh, Steve McNulty on a couple of weeks ago when he, he Macha was obviously centre half in the Fleetwood yeah. team, but he just said, "Vardy was the, like the difference in in, yeah. in in the be the be games," and then he just he like what you said then yeah. scored two, just yeah. out of nowhere, out or, of nowhere. or he'd take a whole yeah. team on and score just because he was. There was there was about three games that that happened. You know what I mean? And drawing him scoring ninety six minute, you go, oh, we just finished. We just won. So you, you next minute you're on, well, how are they getting on? How are they getting on? Yeah, 2-2, two, 2-2 two, two, two or one all. Yeah, Vardy, 96 minutes. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. But look where he was and look where he went to and that was credit to him and yeah. what a player he was. Yeah, 100%. What a player he has. So then the, the Wembley, Wembley thing, how, how are you preparing for that? F8 Sophie, yeah. Um, it was it was unbelievable just, just to even get there, just to even... You know, family asking for tickets again, and not being like that since, um, like to Sunderland and Liverpool. You know, asking for forty odd tickets, all the family coming and yeah, like that. Where have you been? For, where have you been for the last ten years? Oh. Yeah, well, well <laughs> my missus couldn't come to that because we, we she was due for my third child. So yeah, and it, it was a it was a snowy day, should I say, in North Wales. Um, took me just close to two hours getting from my house to there to. To, to get them picked up yeah. and then as soon as we come out of Wrexham there's no snow by Chester sort of ways <laughs> so straight yeah. straight. so it was it a shooting tie job and all that it was yeah um, really good team at the time um, remember playing against obviously the uh, Grimsby they were they were a decent team as well coming up against them and as I say they scored first and got the goal and then obviously went to pens um, it was a really one of the coldest days I've ever felt in my life, but winning that was one of the, the amazing feelings of me of my entire life. You know, winning at Wembley yeah. for, for having that dream to to play at Wembley at such an age, you know, thirty four, and you know, being come through my career, and you know, you'd, you'd think you you know those days you'd think come to the end of my career, you'd, you're not going to get them chances again. But wow, uh, and then obviously winning that to to. You know, near enough two months down the line to to be in the, the the playoff final against Newport, which we absolutely dominated and lost on the day. Yeah, it's forty four you mean today. Yeah, yeah, it was again so highs and lows, isn't it? Highs and lows, winning there, so I've won there and I've lost there. Yeah, so just an an amazing amazing feeling just to even do that. This the stage it was. So then, uh, playing like in, in the the conference um, in your mid thirties. Are you thinking about coaching, or are you are you just are you just wanting to play for as long as you can, at, at whatever level that? Yeah, that I be? I always I like I had coaches that that said, listen, you 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 know you've got the mentality to go on to be a coach, Mick uh, McCarthy and uh, as I say, uh, Chris Coleman, um, Marshall as well, that, that Billy Barr is not like you, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> no, it was. It was always in me, you know, that that next stage. But I always said, listen, I wanted to concentrate 
playing wise before I actually took you know the badges that I, I needed to take um, and then in the end that Wrexham pretty much got forced to, to do it really um, because of obviously new manager coming in again and I was like listen I'll, I'll play for peanuts you know what I mean if if that that's what it takes to, to get that final year two years if, yeah. if I can play just that and it never happened um, and then went into the 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 Welsh system uh, part time, which couldn't get me head round. Yeah, is that a, is a, how is that for like a professional going into to part time? So so tough. That was the that was a tough part for me. Um, having trained for for you know the routine the routine of yeah. training, isn't it? And, and full time training. I only I only got it when I actually came out of it. So I think I've done two three years. Say about this with Rill and and Denby. Um, yeah, just people signing. it think that the Jose Mourinho's and all he wanted to do is play football yeah. you know what I mean it's it, just, must, it must yeah. be hard for for like an, um, an ex-pro listening to people yeah. who basically you know how brutal it sounds they don't know as much about footy as you no but do you think to, to, so, some of them think that they're after your job you're after their job and you go it's so far from you know what I mean I, I don't I just want to I just want to play I just yeah. want to play yeah. you know I'd enjoy my footy I enjoy you know, it while, while I can play, yeah. and, and you know what I mean and, and that's the way it was um, and then in the end, I, like not forced, but um, I, I I went down the route of uh, going to university, which I don't know how how I got through that. Yeah, so that was a weird, strange five years. So what are you doing now, Steve? What's what's the plan for for the sort of life after footy? Um, I I I scout and, and coach at at the moment for uh, Liverpool Academy. Yeah. So. Uh, nines to thirteen, full, full circle, <laughs> as, as you as you'd call it, wouldn't you? Yeah, it is. You know, giving back to kids that you know, of, you know what I've been taught or what I, you know, what I mean, yeah. that from the club that I was raised and and you know the the stature of, of me and what I know about them and you know what I mean. So it has come full circle, developing young young kids. Yeah. What about from like job perspectives then? And I know you you've got a. A, a recent setup, haven't you? Yeah, um, as I say, I've got just set up a business alongside of uh, it's classed as St Paul's uh, Financial, um, and and all it is, it's the, it's a sporting group. Next, 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 uh, basically an add-on to that because obviously in the COVID, I've done a little bit of wills and stuff like that, and I actually got got to enjoy it. You know that other side of football. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the, as I say, the the two two of the business partners that I am with, um, Phil and Ed, uh, have been great. They've they've wanted me to do it from twenty odd years ago. You know, set this something up like this, and this, and I keep hearing the same story um, since when I was coming through. You know, we'll we'll look after your money. You just you just concentrate on the football, which that shouldn't be happening. You and know, you, you've you got all kinds of tales, don't you? You've got a lot of you've got a lot of time on your hands. Educate yourself, and that's. Probably the route that that you know, obviously, I'd like to go down with 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 the sporting group, you know, as I say, St Paul's, um, and going into you know maybe clubs and maybe educating them a little bit more and just just to you know the pitfalls, the, the ups and the downs which I've been through myself. Um, so yeah, I've got to, got to teach you. Haven't Excellent. Well, uh, obviously, keep us keep us posted with that meeting and that we can do on the, yeah, uh, we'll, the podcast. We'll, we'll share that. Yeah, perfect. As I say, we we, we as I say, we might um, sponsor one of the one of the ones anyway. So, but but the, we've, along with St Paul's as well, we've got the, the charitable. So it's Northwest Professional and Charitable um, Circle that, that that's going to be released in the next couple of months. So obviously, Excellent. 
Excellent, mate. Right, shall we try have a touch on trying to build a player then? Go on then. Let's see how you get on with that. Let me just go through my notes. Right. Always start with left pegs. So, obviously, the majority of your life has been in the professional game, so I can imagine there'll be some players uh, noted in this, but who's got the best left peg? Um, some of the players that I you know, played with and against... Um, Frightened, obviously. I've, I've I've got to go for Liverpool. Obviously, Paddy Berger was yeah. What a what a left foot. Unbelievable, he had. He, ridiculous. Um, Robbie Fowler, Julio Walker. Remember that goal Berger scored for Portsmouth where they just like yeah. chipped it up and banged it. Yeah. And remember his first one for Liverpool. Yeah, unbelievable. Mate. What a player he was. Just, just just didn't really play him in the right position, did he? No, no, I didn't think the the formation fitted him, did it? Yeah. Um, you got Johnny Reeser after him as well, but probably I'd say. With I'd probably say Paddy Berger, but also when Robbie uh, Robbie Fowler went and and listen Robbie could had, had both feet as head everything, but he had a he had a wand as well. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, like and that te- was probably technically like a, brilliant, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was he's probably the best finisher I've ever seen him in, in my career. Yeah, spot on. Right foot, right foot probably with which. Probably most of these could have been with Steven Gerrard. You know, what he could do with a football and on the football pitch was, was phenomenal. You know, those strikes from 60, 70 yards, pinged it right to your foot. He was he was unbelievable. Shots, tackles. So, yeah, with, I'd say, Gerrard against Andre Pirlo. Pirlo, yeah. So, under 21 games away against Italy. <sighs> Couldn't get anywhere near him. He was was he was poor. he a defensive midfielder then or or in the ten because he sort of evolved and he, he yeah, changed from like a striker to, he, to a team he midfielder. played in a in a weird role. Um, Brescia, he would have been with them, wouldn't he? Yeah, he probably p- at that time, twenty ones. Yeah, we played up at a at a Bradford's Canal. Yeah, it was a bit of a boggy pitch, but he played sort of on the left hand side, but. The, the, the left back was a bit of a bomber, so he he come inside, so he 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 sort of had that role, but he was always he was like a quarterback in that sort of area, yeah. and just every time he touched it, you couldn't you couldn't get anywhere near him. He just put balls in behind and on 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 the you know it was just on the money for for, for forward players that they had. Yeah, top player in um, Touch, touch. Um, who've we got there? Against so four, I'd say Kev Phillips. What a touch he had! He, you know, I played with Kev up and was, was it surprisingly like, because because obviously there wasn't much of him physically. How good a foot he was just for like you know. Yeah, he was. He, he was a small he package. Smack a ball in. Could you know, he, like. I, I could. I mean, there's a lot of players on only if a touch, but but for him, it was just the way him and Quinny played as a partnership. They were just so much in tandem. Um, and I thought I can't always pick, you know, the players that everyone would think, you know what I mean? But he had a really good touch. I always thought the pool should have signed him when Farlow went. When Farlow went to yeah. Leeds, I thought he'd have been a decent like like for like replacement, but obviously yeah. he wouldn't he wouldn't want to be like rotated. He was he was like the main man, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um against I had the chance and the opportunity to play against Xavi. Yeah. Uh, for for England against Spain. Wow. <laughs> That just different, different <laughs> gravy player against them. Yeah, yeah, I remember it really well. Trying to smash him, I got yellow card against him, but that was just trying to boost him because I couldn't get the ball off him. Just that that um, that many steps ahead of people. In, he in manipulated the ball in a really 
way that he, it was like Zidane, you know. Yeah. He's one of the best players I've ever seen. Him and Iniesta, it's an absolute yeah. joke. But both, both of them got told that they, they, they weren't going to get it. Coming close to their so-called scholarship ages, you know, yeah. too small and that. But, mad, it? you know, the involvement of, of Pep Guardiola, you know, being... Yeah. Yeah. Um, skill. Skill against, I've gone with Joe Cole. Yeah. Yeah. As I say, I never played with him at Liverpool, but I played with him with, with England as well. And against him, for, for like to Chelsea and that. Um, what a player. Seen, uh, seen videos of him as a kid, yeah. like 13 and 14, just taking all teams on and, yeah. and just just ripping through people. Natural, like natural ability, yeah. yeah. It sort of got like coached out of him a bit, didn't it, by Marino, you could say, because he wanted more out yeah. defensively, but his natural game, like evolve without caring yeah. He was some yeah, player. Exactly. Yeah. Um with I've gone with John Barnes. Yeah. I've got to, to to go and train with John Barnes and still at the, the, the vital age of what he was, just coming in and training with the first team. He just couldn't get the ball from him. Yeah, it was just magic. Magic Barnes, wasn't he? Yeah. He could have been involved in like I say the, 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 the strongest as well, Barnes, but he was what what a what a player, what a man. Yeah. Right, head and ability. Head and ability. As I say, against I've got a couple. Um, with there was a few. There was a lad at at Wrexham that could head a ball for freaking a mile. Yeah. Um, but Les Ferdinand and Timmy Cale were the two players that were awesome. Who yeah, were the playing time against the time oh, the Tim Cale for the size. You know, you know Les Ferdinand was a big big unit anyway. You know what I mean? He was I think he was six foot odd. You know what I mean? But he he could head a ball. Um, playing against him, um, and then Timmy Cale because we had a couple of battles with with Millwall before he moved to Everton, and then obviously Everton, it was his timing, his size, he's smaller than you, but just always used to get a bit heavier all the time. Yeah, it's a, with Edin as well. It's the it's the desire to get there, isn't it? yeah, more yeah. as much as is the ability to, yeah. to jump. Exactly, and, and you know him <sighs> massively. I'm not scared to get a whack, as you probably, uh, like you said before, a couple of cuts, <laughs> he, he, couple of cuts on the heads along the yeah, way. Um, speed. Speed against was Henri. I got the chance to play in, I think it was an FA Cup game away, and Perez was, I was up against Perez. What a player he was. I know, I thought, you know what I mean, I got Perez, and then obviously Henri comes into that sort yeah. of left side anyway. Yeah, double up on you. Yeah. But but I'd absolutely I think I smashed uh, Perez and he'd gone off and he brought uh, the Brazilian Ed Edu on. Yeah, yeah. He was but a player, he, don't worry. Yeah, but he didn't really he was more into your feet and playing balls over you because he didn't really go past you yeah, whereas you knew what you yeah. knew what you were gonna get from Perez. Um but yeah, he's probably the quickest I've seen on a on a football pitch. What what was the like the difference between I always say this, the difference between like normal lads playing footy on a Sunday and then your proper top of the range, yeah. Andre. You know what I mean? Because when I used to play for like the Oddies or the Argreaves, Carl Kidman yeah. was quick. Carl was like dead fast. Get out of it. But no, he was. But then you'd think, how fast he compared yeah. to someone like. As I was used to say, yeah, but look, look at the how pit- fast Robbie Fowler compared to me. Yeah, and then, but look at the pitches you're playing on a Sunday league to what? The yeah, Premier yeah. League, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not that. It's just knowing where you're going as well with a football. You can, you know, you can sprint. I mean, Mike. Me other one was with was was Mike alone. I mean, yeah, as as a youngster, lightning when he came on the scene, and obviously with England and, and with Liverpool as well against Wimbledon, it was just 
He just tortured teams. Yeah, with his pace. It was horrible, wasn't he? Yeah. Who was the strongest? Strongest. So I've got against Danny Shitu. Yeah, he QPR. was a dirty bastard, don't worry him. Oh, I remember having to mark him. Honestly, God, it was like uh, chiselled. It was like a brick wall. Was he? Yeah. When I tried to grab hold of him, or when he come, when he bounced me off, just like running yeah, into a ballard. Yeah. Um, I didn't enjoy that, but he was he was one of the strongest players. Um, played with Ricardo Fuller at Stoke. Yeah, he was a unit, wasn't he? Yeah. Had the skill as and well. Didn't he, score, didn't he score like a ridiculous hat trick in once? Yeah. I he think was, it was for Stoke as well. Yeah, we was. had we had a uh, big Mama Sadibi as well playing up top with him. When, we, when, when him and Ricky, but he was he was really strong, Ricky. Yeah, proper um, units. Then. When you're playing him against him in training and that, and you know everyone says like, he's, he's, a, he's a tough tough cookie today. Yeah. Who was the fittest? The fittest um, against Mickey Gray, who, yeah. pro, who was I was I was with anyway with at at, um, at Sunderland, and I've got with sorry with Stevie McManaman. Yeah. Yeah. Was he just like an um, oh, you he just run for days, one of them? Yeah. Yeah, no. You'd just see him. If you if him or Fowler would be out on a night out, you'd knew he'd been on a night out. Yeah. Robbie's <laughs> eyes would be like pistols in the snow and then Mac would come in and have a big coffee and then you'd be outside doing and yeah, twenty, thirty minutes. Just, what a what a yeah. player he was with. Um next one, keepers. Keepers. I played with some very good keepers over in my career. Um, but the two that came, um, I think Jersey Dudek and Chris Kirkland. Yeah, when we signed them on the same yeah. day, it was mad that one. Yeah, because we, were, I think, I think at the time when I was speaking to Kirky, that deal was done, but they were digging the deals in, and obviously they they gone over. Oh, we'll have to get someone else. But I don't think they knew actually knew how good Jersey was. I mean, even in some of the like the five sides that we used to have, to like to you know Robbie and always oh, say. These are too hard to, to score against. Yeah. And I mean, who were that good? Um, some really good goalkeepers I, I did, but them two were on my uh, my favourite. Yeah, top man as well, Kirky. What a, what a yeah, fella he is. Yeah. Um, funniest with the loonies? Funniest with Johnny Oster. Yeah. Loved him. Just anything that come, came out of his mouth was just funny. You'd just be laughing your head off right the way if you're on the coach or in training. You just had one of those one-liners. Yeah. That just knocked people off the pitch, and you go, "What? What's he done? You know what he said?" Yeah, he he was technically very good footballer as well. He, was, he yeah. had loads of ability. Yeah, and, like, he, he had big hopes for him, didn't he? As, yeah, as, he did. as a youngster, yeah. saying he was the new gigs and all that. Yeah, against was probably Jimmy Bullard. Yeah, you just have to laugh when he's on the football pitch because he yeah. just didn't take anything serious. Brilliant, him. Yeah. When he just ran and jumped over the ref, that's all. <laughs> right. Um, leadership. Leadership. We got for leadership. Um, John Terry was probably with and against. Um, played with him at, uh, with England, and you could see even at an early age how much of a leader he was. Yeah, um, top player. Obviously, had a room with him coming through, and that was obviously the call that I got from obviously himself because he knew me and you know with the Chelsea thing. So, yeah. um, top man, good player, um, and probably the best central defender in the. Premier League and the Premier yep. League has ever seen. Top notch, mate. Absolutely yeah. top notch. Stephen Gerrard for the other. He, you know, he led our football club when, you know, for a, for a number of years. Yeah. You know, not just as a leader, being in, in, you know, the captain, and he led us, you know, with winning games that no other person could do. Yeah. You know, so 
Yeah. Two, uh, two unbelievable leaders there. Yeah. Attitude. I might even put that in my list, but... Yeah, I haven't the, got it down. Who got the most out of themselves or just uh, just was, was the best for the... Jordan Henderson. Seeing him as a youngster um, coming through Sunderland. And he was a tricky, flary sort of player. He was doing all those um, yeah, flicks and all flicks that. and six. You know the ones where you hit the ball and goes and the, the yeah they, they were doing you know like on soccer AM all yeah, them yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah, and then he and then I say he played in front of me. When I was on, when I was on in the stiffs and for the resies for Sunderland when Roy came done all that. Um, yeah, good kid. Never drank. I don't think he's he's ever drank in, in his life. And seeing him in a different way um, at Coventry. Um, but never have thought he'd have got to where I knew his attitude was really good when he went back to Sunderland that year and then obviously he bought some Liverpool uh, it was unbelievable but then obviously when he's at Liverpool to to you know to have those players in and around him to, to try and actually take over from the, the mantle from Steve and you know and carry you can still hear him you know yeah. you could hear him the other day for England yeah and listen that's that's inbred by those two players at that football club. So he's had to take on that mantle straight away as soon as they you know, he's done unbelievably well to you know, from you, you you're a Liverpool fan, you know what I mean? And I know there's a lot of haters over the years with, with Jordan, but what a person, what a Yeah, won't get a bad way yeah, said about from me. Yeah. Top, um, top notch. Yeah. And I and I'd I'd have to go and say Jay, Jamie Carrier. His attitude and everything that he'd done, he hated getting beaten training. He, he played. He was the, he was that first person where you you train the way you play. Yeah. He hated getting beat. Hated it, and that just led into the game. Saturday, he was always round people. This is what we got to do. We got to do this. Yeah. He just uh, his attitude on on a football pitch was was amazing. Next one's dirtiest, dirtiest uh, with Gav McCann. Yeah, was he? Did he have a little bit of ego yeah. about him, Gaff? Yeah, yeah. Um, great lad, but just done all in the, the shitty work for, for for the team. Um, and again, probably the only one that had oversee me the multi yellow card. So we had a couple share, more. Than me. Share the fans with him. <laughs> what? What? What's the? Go on. Have you got another one? Yeah, I've Sorry. got. I've got dirtiest against, uh, and that was Kev Muscat. Yeah, he, Mill. He, oh, he was, he was horrible. Everything, anything, he just, oh, he's a horrible, nasty, and that was, that was probably the time when Sunderland, we, we were going through that era, and, um, yeah, it was a weird sort of, uh, he, you know, come up against. Who was it, who he, he nailed bad, did he break someone's yeah, leg? Yeah, he, he t- two or three people, wasn't he? Um, yeah. It's bad, that, isn't it? Yeah. Breaking a couple of legs, like. But he, 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 that was that mentality, the Millwall mentality as well, because uh, you, you had the likes of uh, Dennis Wise in that group as well. Yeah. Couple of proper arses you'd nail people, <laughs> and Timmy Cale as well. Kale, so. yeah. uh, best goal? What's the best goal you've scored? Been involved in or or seen? So best goal goal scored? Listen, I didn't get many, did I? Um, but I'd have to say me one against Dortmund. Um, it was everyone said it was off me ear, me me shoulder, and everything. I said I don't care. Scored yeah. at the, in the cop Boss, in the Champions League. So yeah, scored, seen. It's got to be Roberto Carlos, a free kick. A free kick, Italy Tournois. Yes, the the the, the famous one. Yeah, that's probably the best one I've seen. There's a couple, but as a defender, you know what I mean. Yeah, you were too busy keeping goals out, weren't you? Yeah, but look at that. Um, uh, being involved 
this was probably the hardest question that you of of all of you. And I had to I think I had to go delve deep, and I've picked Gary McAllister against Everton in the derby. In the, in the, the, free, derby, kick. the free kick, yeah, yeah. Watching that derby, you can't remember. Like you just think the game's over, don't you? Over, yeah. I was, I was, I was uh, getting abused by all the Everton fans because I was warming up, I was on the bench. Um, Probably by me, uh, my own family or something like that yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, do you know what? The, I just remember Julio's face, his, his face in it. Like it's like, oh my god, he was like couldn't believe that. I remember. Sa- I always remember Sammy Lee. Yeah. Remember Sammy Lee trying to run on. Was he trying to run on the pitch? He was like that. I can't. I, I was too busy jumping down the boozer at the uh, yeah with the uh, how like sort of important it was. But what a goal that was! Unbelievable. Yeah. That, that must have been unbelievable just to be. To, just to be there to win it to win it as well yeah. unbelievable yeah right hardest away where was the most horrible place to go um, hardest away games listen you had you know teams that are playing for and, um, you had United and Goodison t- tough places uh, Millwall as well that was that was a horrible place going into the actual stadium getting bricked and all that you know coming in and Trying to be hostile as anything. Um, I remember when we played in Europe, was it Besiktas as well? Besiktas, yeah. Where they come across when you're actually warming up. Where we, you're warm, we're warming up, and they they go to every four corners, and he and they, hi, hi, hi. That was intimidating. Um, did he uh, cut cut a goat's throat on Kevin Campbell's car? Didn't yeah, he? just just madness. Just sacrificed the goat on his car. Yeah. Um, on the bend though. Yeah, and QPR, I had QPR down there because I got sent off two two years on the bounce away from home uh, playing for Coventry. Yeah, that's very tight. How much did that cost you? Yeah, a couple of weeks, couple of weeks, and uh, and quite a few games because I actually on the way off I threw me my captain's armband at the referee. Yeah, one, yeah. <laughs> Don't so do that, kids. Don't no, do, you that. Can't do that. It's you not can't clever. That. It's not big and no. it's not clever. Yeah, so I was up up and up against the the uh, the FA for yeah. that. Get um, yeah, and the final question, mate. Knockout pairs. So you got it. It depends whether you go with tactical or. Uh, I'm going for brute force, whatever, winning. Uh, and that's me, mate, Stevie G. Stevie G, can't argue with that. No. Can't argue with that, mate. You you can keep them out and top people. You can top people and score. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. obviously with your goal record of the Champions League as well, you know. Never know, mate. Get me in the Champions League, have you? <laughs> well, no, Instead of cup final, do the Champions League. What What was it like playing with him, like week in week out? Yeah, when, was, he, when he was flying as well. Yeah, he was. You know, since since the youngster, since he since he had his growth spurt, it was. He was just an amazing player. Just just got better and better every game he played for Liverpool. Um, the game that he came, you know, see that's his Sheffield game where he scored. Yeah, yeah boss. Game that he come on was a black bait, wasn't it? Yeah. I always remember him in the derby, the one off the line. Off was it off Jeffers in the derby yeah. at the Addy Road, yeah. like knock one off the line. Thought, oh, he can play this kid. But uh, no, mate, what a what a uh, what a partnership that is, mate. And thanks yeah. very much for your time and sharing with us your, your career, yeah. the highs and the lows, mate, because that's footy, isn't it? Like what you like what you said there. Yeah, it one, is. W- listen, one week you you're flying, you you yeah. you getting sent off. Next week you're in the Champions League. But that's it. Listen. That- Grew up in Liverpool, normal person like anybody uses. I, I got given a gift that I actually used, which we all know that in Liverpool, some some yep, some lads hard. don't use that. But I had the chance, and 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 I done I done well. 
Speaking and of gifts, mate, nice one to your dad, John, for the uh, footy boots that he passed passed to the lads over the yeah, years, mate. I they know. were uh, much appreciated. I, I had I had Paddy Berger's total nineties. <laughs> I had. Did, did he, he tell him that he was giving you? <laughs> I don't think so. No, he just used to. He just turned up once. At, uh, I think it was at Buckley Hill. Yeah. Turned up at Buckley Hill. Me and Tony Finn. She had, oh, there's, there's John there seeing seeing the boot of the X five go up, yeah. and then all all of the the uh, boxers come out. I was like, remember the kit you had? You had the white kit, didn't you? Yeah, we had no, yeah. we had the, yeah, we had the red one, the white one. Um, yeah, we had them all off. Yous meet boss, and that that's that that means as much to the lads as as yeah. half the Evertonians that were wearing uh, the Everton kit. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> tough, eh? but you know what I mean. Something like passing your name. We meet wise. We got Gary Max Asics, them Asics, yeah, Japan. Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. the testimonials. Yeah. They're only about a size seven. Yeah. I tried to get them, but they were a little bit too small. <laughs> but uh, no, mate. Thanks, thanks very no, much for that, for uh, for your time, mate. Much appreciated. Chance, mate. Yeah. Thank you. Ta. Cheers, bud.